What's up, y'all? This is Brent Densford, and you are watching or listening to the Wheel and Trigger podcast. Uh, this is going to be episode number one. Uh, I was really excited. I, I, I was privileged enough and I uh, had the pleasure to sit down with the phenom Dakota Finn directly after our 2022 Masters of Dirt. This is Sunday, Maine's night. Everything's done. Everybody is letting loose. And needless to say, we had a few adult beverages before we uh, attacked this podcast. So uh, we hope you really enjoy it. Uh, it's a good listen. And uh, without further ado, here we go. Pretty good. That was that was on time. That was on cue. We good? You're on. All right. All right. So I'm Brent. That's Dakota Finn. This is the pilot, the first episode ever of what's going to be called Wheel and Trigger, which is a podcast. And I don't really know what it's all about yet. It's about we're, something. We're going to find our way. <laughs> you know. So I got Dakota Finn here and. uh We've become pretty close over the last year or so. Yeah. You know, I mean, business-wise, so obviously you're uh, somewhat of an employee. You're also uh, one bad motherfucker with a wheel and your trigger, right? Yeah, it's been it's been good. We've, I mean, we've known each other for a few years now through uh, just BHRC Masters and racing, and now I've been able to uh, represent you a little bit of a more of a personal business matter, and it's been going good, dude. I'm, but I'm we're, excited. We're one in the same though. Yeah. Like, we. Uh, one thing that's different about our relationship is we can hang out, we drink, we have fun. A lot of people in the industry, you know, kind of just hang back, a little corporate in a sense. I mean, you work for one of the biggest yeah. corporations in all of the, the industry. But um, in the grand scheme of things, though, you know, people have to still be people. I mean, we're not just... I don't want to offend everybody the first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's it's tough. It's you know, I mean I've got caught up in it too. It's a it's a tough matter to try to kind of have that balance of professionalism and having fun and enjoying it and you know, at the end of the day we all we all do this for fun and that's that's how we started. So I try my best to uh remember that sometimes and like I said sometimes we forget, but you know, uh, you know why we're here right now for this race is, you know, one of the reasons that uh it's easy to remember. We're here to have fun. And, uh, we Ma <laughs> Masters of Dirt yep. is not the um, the race for the squares, so to speak. <laughs> like, if you come to Masters of Dirt, you know, like, I'm going to be running around trying to feed you some liquor, or we're going to be uh, trying to do something out of the ordinary. And uh, that just for the people that are watching or listening, Masters of Dirt is over as of, like, Couple hours. We got a few hours. Five hours or four hours <laughs> yeah, yeah. ago. <laughs> it's been a few hours. So. Yeah, so this is a Masters of Dirt 2022. It was it was really awesome. I mean, I'm proud of what we've done as a as a company and uh, I'm proud of the race. I'm proud of the people that come. It uh, this was definitely one of the most successful events that I've ever put on and even been to. Um so my goal is not to talk about RC and racing, but being that this is a Masters of Dirt, somewhat of a, an addition, you know, uh, before we 
you know, kind of move on to what's important. What, how was your experience this, this, this year, 2022, you're coming off of being the defending masters of dirt. You did just lose by four points to, <clears throat> to Spencer Rivkin. Um, you had a bad truck run and that could have changed things, but you know, like yeah, Spencer was on his point. Yeah, I mean, sure. I, I haven't seen Spencer run that good in a long time, but, um, how, how was it for you? Yeah, it, it, uh, it wasn't bad. Um, track was track was gnarly. We were kind of sending it and qualifying. Um, there was a couple options that you were able to do that, you know, kind of was a make it or break it section. And uh, we did that qualifying and then going to the mains, we kind of backed it down a little bit. Um, that, that triple step up was kind of one of the big options. So most of us decided just to double single during uh, the main events and really all the classes. Um, so that was cool to see kind of everyone get on the same page and just kind of play it smart and, you know, not do anything dumb. So we uh, were able to do that. And, yeah, I mean, two-wheel drive went pretty decent, was able to uh, finish second. Definitely wasn't one of my best races. Um, but, uh, you know, considering that, was able to uh, stay second. Um, was quite a bit ways behind Spencer. Me and Tater had a really good battle, which was cool to see. You know, he's been uh, he's been working his way up and uh, had, a, had a really, really good overall weekend. Drove really awesome the whole weekend. So that was cool to see. Had a good battle with him. And then, uh, yeah, Truck had some uh, unfortunate things happen. Um, you know, some of, it was, some of it was me, some of it wasn't. And uh, they was able to uh, finish out strong four wheels. So, you know, overall, it's it's you know it's frustrating not to get that overall win, but that's how it goes sometimes. And that's you know that's why we went line up to race. So, was uh, was good to at least end on a high note. Yeah, I you spoke of Tater. I'm a, I told him the same thing. I'm I'm proud of Tater. Tater has really stepped up and he's maturing. He's a he's becoming a good kid. Um, I've dealt with Tater in the past. A lot of people have dealt with Tater in the past, and uh, I'll, I've told the story a lot of times. I the one of the first times he was ever at BRC, he just fucking went crazy, got mad. It was during his stock days when he thought he was you know should he just got upset when things went wrong. Yeah. He sent it into a wall head on after the race was over because he lost. And uh, I went over, I talked to Mike, and I said, Tater, I pulled him aside. I said, if you ever do that again, don't ever don't ever come back to my shop. I've never had a problem with him since, but watching him at Worlds, watching him this weekend, uh, I'm proud of him. I, I think he's, um, obviously, you guys race together a lot. So having you guys together and and he can see what it's like to have a professional program and, and somebody that can hold his emotions in while, while racing, I think – You've been a really big, from the outside looking in, I feel like you're a real big impression on his program. And I know Mike helps you a lot, especially at, you know, nitro races and pits and stuff like that. And, and probably more than just that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm really proud of Tater. Uh, I think he's growing up to be a, a, a fine young man. And, and I, I watched your battle and I kept on saying, <laughs> damn it, Tater, let him go, dude. Yeah. You know, it was one of those races where I'm like, oh, man, it, like, if he could just break away from Tater holding him off. And, yep. and I sat back and I was like, oh, you know what? When it's meant to be, it's meant to be. It's racing. You know, yep. like you said, you line up just like everybody else. Yeah, it was it was really cool to see. Um, he's been, like I said, he's been maturing a lot. He did really good at Worlds. Went out there with, you know, it was his first Worlds without, uh, you know, really any experience on really driving anywhere besides in the U.S. And it was a unique track. You know, there was definitely a little bit of a disadvantage coming into that. And uh, he was able to adapt. You know, we kind of made that decision like, hey, you know, you want to just drive around or you want to change your car and try to get faster. And he made that decision to like, you know, hey, let's go for it and, you know, see what we can end up. And uh, he did really good. He was able to adapt to the track, adapt to the car and, and did really good. And then, you know, this weekend he's uh, he's been putting in the pot, 
putting in the time. We went and did some testing, and, you know, he showed up and was ready to go, drove how he knew how to drive, and really made a lot of progress. So it was really cool to see. You know, sometimes when you do testing, it doesn't really translate to racing, and he was able to make that happen. So, like I said, it was it was awesome to see, and, you know, I'm hoping he can keep it rolling and, uh, you know, stay behind me for a couple more races. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's going to be fast for yeah. sure. I think uh, right now would be a great time for us to uh, take a shot of Fireball and right. get this fucking party started. Um, cheers. Cheers. Hey, Robert. A lot of people won't see Robert, but he is uh, on the other side of the wall. Cheers. Oh, God. So, full transparency. Wow. <laughs> so, full transparency, good. yeah, it, it there's good and there's bad. <laughs> you know, like, I have this thing I have to live up to, the Fireball. Like, I even got the nickname in a lot of places as Fireball. Because we started Fireball Friday Nights many years ago, eight years ago with Dixie Nationals and then Masters carried on. <laughs> so I've got to a point now where I'm just like, fuck, I just want to drink Jack or Patron. Or <laughs> you got to do the fireball. But it's, a, it's <laughs> and, and, and people bring me buckets or bottles, and, and, and I've got it everywhere. Like, I've got fireball in every refrigerator that I own. I've got a refrigerator right there. i got a refrigerator over there. Two refrigerators at the shop. One, two refrigerators at yeah. my house. Every single refrigerator has fireball. fireball. And I'm just, I'm so tired of it. It's like, <laughs> all right, guys. Let's switch it up next year. For everybody that likes not to bring me a gift, Patron. All right, I'm, I'm moving on to tequila. Moving forward, we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I got Paco working over there. He's like, uh, oh, you need the, the tequila. You know, it's like, okay, I'm good with tequila, you know? Yeah. What's what? So you're a whiskey drinker. I'm a whiskey guy. Yeah, me too. I, I, I love whiskey. I love whiskey. I don't feel bad the next day on whiskey. It's one of the reasons why I still drink Fireball because even with the sugar in it, I, I still don't get a bad hangover. Yeah. I can drink a lot of it. Feel really fun, really fine. Just keep moving forward. Um, but you brought me a bottle of whiskey this week, and and tell me what was the story about that? You said because when you told me the story, let's let's just be honest. I. I had been drinking. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. everything, so I'd like to remember it. This will like encapsulate the actual story so that when I'm drinking that whiskey, I'll know exactly. So tell me where you got that yeah, and what so, it is. So it's kind of like a, a random story. Um, so me, me and my wife, Chloe, lived in Lansing for five years. We recently moved down to Indiana. but uh, we live, So we're living in Lansing, and there's a distillery there that does whiskey, vodka, gin, kind of a little bit of everything as far as the hard liquor is concerned. And uh, we went and did a tour, got to kind of see how they make all the stuff. You know, they have all the stuff aged in barrels and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they had a little bit, like, had half a bottle left of this of this whiskey. And uh, I went and did some taste testing, and it was by far the best. So I asked them about it. Like, oh, hey, we just made this, made this randomly. Didn't know if it was going to be good or not. And uh, it takes five years to make. So, like, all right. Well, they're like, we made some more. Four years later, we'll have it. So it was, it was, it was a five-year <laughs> venture. So I'm like, oh, shit. You know, it's, it's going to be a little bit before I can get that. And uh, we went, we moved to Indiana. You know, it'd been, it's been years later. And uh, we, me and my wife went and met my parents, uh, Nancy and Doug, up in Lansing for, you know, dinner and stuff. And uh, we went to the distillery. 
went and hung out, got some drinks, and it happened to be the week that they came out with this whiskey again. Nice. I'm like, there's, you know, like, what are the, what are the odds? <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Four and a half years later, we come back, and this whiskey comes out this week. So I'm like, it was, it was meant to be. And uh, we went and uh, got quite a few bottles of it <laughs> and, you know, tried it out again while we were there. And uh, it's called a Red Wine Blue, so... Perfect for perfect for America, perfect America. for BHRC. Absolutely. And uh, there's actually a reason it's called this. I didn't know this at the time, but I actually went and read the label before I uh, brought it out here for you. And they made it with red, white, and blue corn. Ah, so, uh, yeah, I remember hence, that. Now, yeah. now it's coming back. To yeah, me. Now hence, hence back the me. red, white, and blue. But uh, it's it's a cool story, and uh, it's it's just really smooth stuff, and goes goes good with a little bit of splash of coke you can make it a little stronger than jack and it's good to go so yeah i, love, I, I love we it. had that we we drank some together you made me a cup the other night and i took the rest of the bottle home at you you and i drank some and uh it it was very smooth i'm i'm yeah. looking forward to uh so my my wife got me this cup it's like uh this square it's not it's like triple the size of a shot glass all right, all right. and it's got this silicone piece that goes in at like an angle so what, what you do is you pour water in to this silicone piece, and what it does is it creates, it, it traps the water on the top side. Maybe the bottom side. I don't fucking right. know. So it traps the water. So half of the shot glass, which is not a shot glass. It's actually like a, a whiskey drinking glass. It's probably, yeah. let's just say, half the size of a Solo Cup. All right. And when you pull out the silicone, it's got a triangle piece of ice. And that's what I normally drink, either like Fireball and Ice or Peach Crown or Jack, whatever. If I want to drink something on the rocks, I pull that out of the freezer. But it's real nice. So what I what I remember about the night that you, Fireball Friday, which was two nights ago, um, is that it was very smooth. I could taste it even with a little yeah. Coke. Like yeah, the, a little, I, little you bit know different. whiskey. If you drink whiskey, you know, like how it'll taste without any mixers yeah. or whatever. And it was very smooth. So I know this week, because I am going to take a little time off this week. For everybody <laughs> that thinks I work all the time, you're right. A little I bit do. time. I take, I work a lot. and uh, But this week, I, I told Tiffany, my wife, I was like, all right, I'm going to work till, I'm going to go to work at 10, and I'm going to get off at 4 all week, this week. We'll see if that happens or not. Well, but it was your anniversary this weekend, so you know you, you got to make up for it a little bit. Yeah. So normally, <laughs> speaking of which, normally we go from uh, masters and then like a week or two off because it's Halloween and whatever. And my wife and I'll do. Um, in the past, we've gone camping for our anniversary, um, hiking or whatever. We've gone on a short three day cruise. You know, she knows, and and thankfully my wife is just amazing. Allows me to follow my dreams because this is one of my dreams to do what I'm doing. But she also understands like, oh, we got married on this date. And now it's the only date in the world you can carve out for <laughs> masters. Of course. But it is our date. Like, I mean, yeah. it, in the whole country of RC racing, the fourth weekend of October is Beach RC. Yeah, it stays free. This is, this is the race. This yeah, is the, where everyone goes. Absolutely. And this is the first year. Matter, matter of fact, this is the first year in a long time Jason took his carpet race and moved it because we – Rona has the NC or what is it? The NCTS. NCTS. Yeah. Um, and, and I talked to him. I was like, bro, please, please just move this race one week before, after. I don't care if it's a month. I don't care. Like, give me my weekend. I've worked hard for this weekend. Yeah. 
I don't remember what I said. It probably not all that, but in my mind, <laughs> I said, "Give me this weekend, yeah. right?" Um, and he did it this year. And and not that it helped our entries. It wasn't about entries. It was more about just being the sole race of the weekend. Yeah. And uh, it, it, not being arrogant or anything, but I I believe we earned the right that Masters is it's standalone event. There's a lot of great events in this country. We deserve it. We work hard for it. It's not like a money grab or anything like that. So uh, thank, thank to Jason Rono, J Concepts, moving the NCTS to the week before and getting that over with allows us to have them here. You know, even Jason showed up. I know he was trying to race and some, something happened where he couldn't. But, man, it's like I don't even know what I was saying. And I don't even know why I went to this point. But I do know Masters of Dirt, Every year, fourth weekend of October. Yeah. I don't and, even and know why. What, what, Robert, what was I even talking about? Your anniversary. My anniversary. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that connects back. So my wife, my lovely wife, my anniversary, <laughs> you know, thank you. I'm glad you're paying attention because my drunk ass is missing out. Yeah. Um, my wife, she every year it's like, oh, it's always on Masters. Yes, babe, it's always on Masters. And we, you know, celebrated yesterday. Not the way we should because I get home late. <laughs> we should go to dinner. We should we should get naked or something. I don't know what it should be, but we don't do it the way we should. We always push it off. Um, damn, man. I just... Life life throws you curveballs, you know? Yeah. I mean, my wife and I, we were 11 years yesterday. I started this, this business uh, in 2013. When did we start this, by the way? No, 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 this podcast. 11? We'll just say 11? Yeah. Okay, we'll just say 11. That way I can kind of try to keep it within, a, you know, 14 hours or something like that. <laughs> yeah, a few hours. <laughs> I do some podcasts, it's 30 minutes, sometimes it's three hours. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, well. It all rounds out, you know. <laughs> but anyway, what, what I was, the, what I, I never would have thought Beach RC would have got to the point where I was like having to plan around life events. Yeah. You know, it was just a job. It was a, a passion. It wasn't wasn't what people know it as. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I started this when my, my child was just born. It was a passion. It was every dollar I had in my savings account. So, for me, it was like whatever, whatever. You know, whatever transpires, whatever. But uh, anniversaries, women don't forget that. And I don't forget my date. Unfortunately, the date is always on a bad timing yeah. <laughs> for us to actually spend anniversaries yeah. together. So every uh, every few years you get a break. It, it ends up probably like the, so, you know on a Monday or maybe a Tuesday oh after the race, God. something said, like that. <laughs> so I'm so ignorant when it comes to leap years. And I told my wife, I said, uh, hey, "Babe, next year is Sunday, okay." Anniversary is going to be on Sunday. I remember, I remember this. I was right there. She called your ass out. Yeah. <laughs> and then I said, okay, on Monday, or the, the following year, in 24, it's going to be on Monday. She's like, leap year. <laughs> okay, so it jumps back to Friday or yeah. something. I'm like, oh, I can't win. Yeah, so course. it never, it, it, whatever. It is what it is. So how long have you and Chloe been married? You put me on the spot, man. Ooh, I mean, on. my wife told so my <laughs> wife yesterday says, or no, no, she was there. What night? She was there Friday, right? Until yeah. about 1030, she had to pick up our daughter from Fun Gym. And she says, uh, oh, by the way, it's our anniversary. I know he doesn't remember. <laughs> How do I not remember? All my, 
everything, it's always 1022. Yeah. Okay. It's like, that's my number, 1022. That was my racing number. That was her softball number. Like 10 was her number. 22 was my number. That was always our number, right? So it's like, I can't forget that. We got married on yeah. our number. Yeah. It, it adds up. You got to add to your sleeve when you're, you finish that up. She won't let me. I was going to do the whole wedding band thing yeah, because yeah. I hate wearing a ring. It's not because I don't want to wear a wedding ring. It's because I hate wearing a ring. Yeah. It's something about the feeling. I have sensitive hands. I'm a welder. I've done a lot of things in my life, and I don't like it. It's not because I don't want to, and she always busts my ass about it. It's like, just let me tattoo it, and she don't even want me to tattoo it. <laughs> so she don't have an option. I'm going to tattoo it. I don't even there care what it says, if it's a two lines or if it's some aborigine something. I just, yeah. just Brock. Brock, if you're listening, or when you watch this, just next time I come in to work on my sleeve, fuck up my finger for yeah. me. Oh, yeah, just yeah. a <laughs> But like, yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like I know my anniversary. Yeah, don't try to tell me I don't. I, I'm. I might not remember wanting to pick up my kid from school. I know when I got married. There you go. So, anyways, when were you married? I'm, a, I'm how, actually pretty close to you. I gave you time to yeah, figure I know, out. I, know, I, know, I gave it you it time to figure out. <laughs> no, I'm actually, uh, it was actually pretty close. It's 1016. So, it's been, uh, you know, it's actually within the week of years, but it's been six years now. So, oh, wow. Man, time goes by so quick. I'm it like, does. We got, I, married, we got married young, but man, it goes by so quick. It's been flying by. And, you know, I, I appreciate the anniversaries because it kind of, it kind of like lets you kind of think back and remember remind yourself of the year that you guys have had and you know what you've been able to accomplish in that last year and and just within your marriage itself so I always really appreciate that you know you obviously you do that kind of you know when it's new year's but normally you're really drunk at that point so <laughs> you know the, the anniversary gives you a little bit of time to kind of give you that year in review and and uh you know figure out what you guys have been able to accomplish what's you know what's happened and what you've what you've been through whether good or bad and you know at the end of the day you guys came out on the other side so six it's, years it's been six years already wow I mean, you guys are babies. Yeah. Because you're what? You're 25, right? 25, yeah. How old's Chloe? 25. Okay. Same age. How so. far apart are you guys? Uh, so my birthday's in February and hers is in May. So Oh, you're close. A few yeah, a few months, but not too bad. Very close. Like Tiffany, I'm in June. She's in July. So we're I'm like a yeah. month and a few days older than her. Um, but yeah, so that's what's interesting, right? So you 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 work towards like building – but you, you have these steps, you know, and then during these steps, somebody's not happy. It could, it could be in your career. It could be in your relationship. It could be in a lot of things. And, but these steps only lead you to what makes you stronger, what builds like mm -hmm. your relationship better. And that's Tiff and I have, uh, we've experienced it all. You know, yeah. we're, this year was 11 years marriage, 15 years together, um, child, uh, raising her her first child, my stepchild. We, it's life, life, and you travel a lot. So, like you know, obviously at this point, I would you know, no child. You guys are you know, focus on career and everything yeah. else. So, it, it's so crazy where we lead ourselves based on what we're trying to accomplish, mm -hmm. but things get thrown in. You know, there, there's always that bump. Yeah, there's a, there's always something that happens, or you know, like I said, whether it be good or bad, there's something always something there that you got to figure out together. And I think that's you know that's how you grow and and figure it out as a couple. That that's that that's that commitment of marriage is figuring it out. Yeah, figuring it out together. No, it's a partnership. Yeah, because you know we both fuck up. 
we all, we all nobody's perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when we work so much, I mean, you travel a lot. I travel tenth of what you travel. And imagine what they have to deal with. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and, and Chloe gets to travel with you a good bit. I love Chloe, man. I wish she was here. Yeah, I know. I miss, she she I miss really can make it out. Here. Yeah. But. It's the first one she hadn't been to. Yeah. Yeah. The first Masters she hadn't been to. But, uh, you know, I've dealt with it in a, in the sense of child, children. Mm-hmm. And um, my, my child and my children. So I've had my oldest since she was nine, and she's 24 now. And uh, my child that was born, um, she's 10. And we, if I leave for a week, it's a lot, you know. And I I wish that it was just easy, just go. And then mm-hmm. I wish I could just take care of everything that Tiffany needs taken care of. And it, it's just one of those things, like, we're not just having fun or just racing or just working we're we're also having life you know life mm-hmm. life just doesn't stop so i get to the point where you know I, I i do everything i possibly can i i just can only hope that i can do as much as i need to when i get home mm-hmm. marriage marriage is for the strong yeah it's not for the weak there's always a sacrifice and a compromise and you know like you said with traveling you know you're you're gone you miss a lot and you know, it's it's tough. You gotta figure it out and be willing to willing to figure it out. Yeah. You know, both of you guys. So, so, I mean, put you on the spot. You guys want kids? Yeah, I, th- I think eventually. You know, I, you know, Chloe has you know started her career in the hospital and stuff, and been uh, been do- doing really well with that. Really busy with that, and then I've been I've been doing racing. So, it's definitely something to think about in the future. You know, we're still young. We have time, but. I mean, obviously, you know, we want to we want to have kids in the future, and with you know, with my travel schedule tough and stuff, it's going to be tough to you know figure out the right time to do that, and uh, you know, have that compromise and and really fi- just figure that situation out. You know, there's not really going to be a perfect time or a perfect situation. I think that's something you know that I struggle with is I'm very like organized and you know want everything to be perfect and. There's not going to be a perfect time to have kids. You know, that's what everyone tells me. It's like some people tell me, oh, you know, just get it done. Get it done while you're young and you can still enjoy it. And other people are like, oh, wait till you're old. And, you know, there's there's <laughs> there's no perfect time. You just no, it no. happens when it happens, you know, and you can just try to be prepared and, and, and do your best. So we'll uh, we'll definitely have kids in the future and, you know, just do our best. You know, I, I, you know, I don't know exactly what's going to happen or when it's going to happen, but I know that we're in it together and we'll uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I, I was told. At one point, is like, uh, what was the saying? It was like, uh, fuck. It was, it was one of those things. It, it made you think, but it is it, like, if you're if you're waiting for the right time to have kids, it's never the right time. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it was. But that's the whole thing. So my wife was like, we need to have kids by a certain age because mm-hmm. when a woman they 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 consider themselves a clock. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. and. Uh, you know, for me, it was like, well, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And she's like, well, you better be ready. <laughs> like, it's now or never type thing. I'm like, yeah. okay, let's get it done. But, you know, it, family changes things. And, uh, you know, somebody has to, there's there's always going to be sacrifice. But, um, man, I just from ex- personal experience and, and you being somebody that, you know, you grew up in this industry and you have a wife that's in hospital business. It's like, 
there's nothing better than having a child and being able to, I don't know, like have an extension of yourself, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's cool to think like, okay, you know, we're going to plan it and we're going to do it. And there's never a right time. Yeah. Ever. You'll never be like, okay, I'm ready. Because your career is going to demand you to be somewhere. Yep. And then your wife's going to be like, well, I don't want to do this by myself. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm telling you, I'm telling you from my <laughs> personal experience. Well, no, I appreciate it. Let's keep it going, man. <laughs> Give, but, give me all the details. No, it's, you know, Chloe, what's really great about you and Chloe is like Chloe was part of the business. Like yeah. she, her she family understands. understands and yep. she's been, you know, what did you tell me? Her family had a track for 13, 16 years, something yeah, like it was that. Something, state I line? don't remember the exact day, but yeah, it was, it was 13 to 16. Is it 16, state line? Yeah, it was state line. So they've, I mean, they've held ENATS, they've held Nitro Nationals. You know, they know how it goes. Chloe knows how it goes. She's. She grew up at the track, you know, right. so it, it made my life way, way easier. She knew what she was getting into for the most part. You know, she travels to a lot of the races. Um, she's the pit girl at a lot of the races, you know, doing the, the fuel stops at the night. And a good races. one at that. Yeah. She Not does. just a pit girl. Like, she's yeah, legit. She, she's really good. So she knows how it goes. She's a part of it. She's really supporting. So it's made my, made my life a lot easier. You know, I, I mean, it's still tough, obviously, with the traveling schedule, but yeah, it's 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 made my life a lot easier, and you know, definitely fortunate to have have that in you know in the wheelhouse. So nobody that is competing today wants to think about little Dakota Finns coming to the track right now. I'm telling you that right now, <laughs> they're like, oh, please wait. <laughs> That's they, yeah. Totally different subject, you know, like nobody wants to think about like little Dakota fans. <laughs> That's a scary thought. <laughs> so I, we have a similar interest. We love the river or the lake. Mm -hmm. You love boats. Yep. I love boats. I love the drink. You kind of like to drink. I don't mind. Boats and drinking go together. Yeah. I sun, feel like a Viking. The sun, the weather. Son, the weather. You barely got any of that where you live, but whatever. Yeah. You come down and visit me. We got sun and weather. Yeah, it's a little longer. You know? We got <laughs> a little got more a time in here. <laughs> yeah. So, I I'm a pontoon guy just because of I where we're at. Right. I I've got a pontoon boat. We party. We cook. We grill. We swim. We have a good time. But you, you've got you got a wakeboard boat, yep. right? So I've been thinking a lot about boats, and you know, like I'm not buying a new boat. Can't afford a new boat. I'm in the RC business for all of you that like are watching right now. I don't make a lot of money. But what I do do is enjoy my time with my family and the money I do make. So my goal is all summer, go out on the water. That's like my family's time. We get about three, four months of family time. What is it like in Michigan, Indiana, Michigan, in that area? Yeah. Right. So, you know, I like... I, I, I can't say I've ever been on the water in that area. I've been on the water in a lot of places, but nothing up north. So, like, when I get in the water down here, it's like 80 degrees. We jump off the back. We're cooking on the grill off the side of the pontoon. What is it like partying as a Dakota Fend on a boat in Michigan, Indiana area? Yeah. I mean, I would say it's, it, it's probably a little bit different. Yeah, it's... I'm gonna lie, it's not 80 degree water. We, we maybe get 80 degrees for like two days out of the year. You know, maybe maybe peak August it reaches that for a couple of days, but it's it's usually a little bit chillier than that. Um, but yeah, I don't honestly, I don't even remember how we got into the 
hey, let's buy a wakeboard boat. You know, that's, <laughs> that's you know, that's not something random you just do. But, you know, me and, me and Claire kind of just, I, I honestly, I don't remember exactly how it came about, but it was like, hey, let's, let's get a wakeboard boat. You know, we've never been on one up until this point. Never surfed, never wakeboarded, really nothing. You really? know, we've we've skied before, and that was it. And water I, skied, yeah, water skied, water skied, snowboard stuff like that. I okay. honestly, I think it came about from snowboarding because okay. we both snowboard, so we're like, nice. man, wake surfing would be sweet. It was probably me. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm always looking for the next thing. You know, I'm like, oh, dude, that looks so sick. So I, I think it, that was probably whip. Yeah, it was probably my fault, but I. I honestly, I don't remember exactly how it came about, but I was like, hey, like, you know, let's make this happen. And we found a boat down in Louisiana, way as far as you could get, way all the way down in the southwest corner of Louisiana, all the way down there. And we started talking to this guy, super, super nice guy. Um, and we made the trip. Me and my wife and my parents drove down there in the truck. It was a long ass time. Yeah, the, from from Michigan to lose, it's long for us, and we're halfway there. Yeah, that's a long trip. It was, it was a lot of hours. It took us. We drove straight through, and it took us a day and a half to get down there. And Damn. we show up, and I mean, we we couldn't have been literally the nicest people ever. So we showed up, and they take us out on the boat, you know, which I feel like is a little bit a little bit better than normal. You know, they're filling the boat up with gas. Like, oh no, don't worry, we got it. Fill the boat up, take us out. We get out there, and I'm like, the water's a little brown. Like, I don't know if I want to get in this or not. I'm like, is there crocodiles or alligators? I was going to invite you to hang out with us, but yeah. that, it doesn't sound like you were going to want like, to. Is there crocodiles or alligators? Like, we've never seen one. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to pretend that means there isn't any. <laughs> so, you know, we get out there. We both we both get up. Chloe kind of smokes my ass. She gets up first time, is surfing off the rope. And I'm like, all right. That's cool. Good for her. <laughs> and, you know, we end up, we get in the boat. We hang out with the, with the buddy's friend. He comes out with the owner of the boat, and we end up staying at his. He has a bar in and we end up staying there and having a good time with him and his family and then head home and, all right, we got a wakeboard boat. You know, let's, let's figure out what we're doing now. You know, I had no idea how to drive it. I haven't driven a boat in, in years. I don't really know exactly what I'm doing. So I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm like, all right, if you drive suck, they don't go straight unless you're in, you know, in drive. <laughs> and, you know, reverse, they go this way. Neutral, you know, neutral, they just kind of go where they want. And I'm like, all right, I don't know what we're getting into, but, you know, we'll figure it out. And and uh, we did. We have an absolute blast. Um, we do a little bit of wakeboarding. I kind of retired from that. I, uh Broke myself last year with uh, the Western Guards, um, which I'm sure you know they came up, hung out. Um, yep. You know, Anthony, Ashley, and Mason, they're uh, re- you know really cool family. They came up, and uh, I absolutely broke myself wakeboarding. I was having to crawl home and <laughs> couldn't, couldn't walk. I didn't remember what happened. It was I was done, but sore, man. God, I, I love, man. I absolutely love wake surfing. Um, I would honestly, I'd do it probably every day. It just the most chill thing I've ever done. You just get up and I tell everyone, cause everyone's you know, a little bit nervous. They always think wakeboarding or, or water skiing. And I'm like, you can drink a beer while you're doing this. Right. It's just I'm pushing like, you. Right. I mean, yeah. in the grand scheme of thing, you get the wave going. If you stand there with the back deep and the nose up, you could probably just surf. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It is okay. dial. It's so I've not much. done it. I want to, but yeah. I, we we gotta get you up there I'm next summer. It is so much fun. It is so dialed. You know, it's just it's just relaxing. Which you know, after you come home from a race, 
I just want to relax. Yeah. I don't want to work on cars. I don't want to go drive more. Everyone always asks me, like, oh, how much do you drive during the week? And I'm like, none. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to drive. I'm like, I race two to three, three weeks out of the month. I don't go and practice on my days off. I'm like, I already have, you know, say I race two weeks out of the month. Why well, spend another four to five days getting the cars ready? Right. You know, I'm like, so that means I have maybe a week off out of every month. You know, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to practice. I don't want to club race. You well, know, what and are that, and your that days sucks. Off, though? Like if you, if you go to a week, let's say you go to AMS is coming up and you had to be there from Wednesday to Sunday and you go home Monday. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is the next week? Like be getting ready for whatever the next event, what do you have off? Yeah. So, so me and Clay have come to this, this agreement. So I get home Monday. I have the rest of Monday off. Typically I have Tuesday off. You sh- I'm like, give me a day. I need a day. But if you have Tuesday off, do you just like watch Young and the Restless or what the fuck do you do? I don't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> the less I can do, the better, dude. Yeah, I'm like, oh, 100%. I got to get up and go to the bathroom. Shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I don't want to do anything. Literally nothing. The less I can do, the better. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, sometimes it works out. Sometimes I got to do something. I'm like, what? you know, whatever, that's fine. So, you know, sometimes shit happens. But, you got a house, dude. You own a house. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, there's, there's... There's always something, you know, mowing the grass or whatever. I, I've honestly, I'm, I've kind of found comfort and relaxation in that and house absolutely you know you get on the zero turn put some music on and just mow away and it goes by real quick you know you're three hours deep and I'm like oh we're yep. done but yeah I, I i get like day and a half typically and then i'll think about doing something and uh yeah i mean sometimes i gotta work on cars right away and get ready for you know sometimes it's back to back and you really gotta get going sometimes i have a week off and uh we we honestly we just try to do stuff as much as we can you know, whether, so it's really what you're saying is it's not as luxurious as all these RC racers think it is. You're paid, you travel, you fucking, you know, all you do is RC race. Yeah, yeah, it's not exactly like that. It's a good I, job. Yeah, it's you're great. doing what you yeah, want to do, love right? It. Yeah, it's a passion. I love it, and yeah, but you have to, you know, you have to work hard. It's not. It would be a lot easier if you didn't have to work in cars. If you just show up and race, you know, say you do two races out of out of the month you know that's for the most part pretty much two weeks but then you have to get your cars ready you know it takes it takes a good few days per event so you're in it another you know six days so that's three weeks out of the month you know yeah. so that's that i mean that's a that's a normal job but you're away from home for two of those weeks yep. you know so it it, uh, it really adds up so when i have those days off i'm like i would love to club race i used to do a lot when i was younger i miss doing it and for the most part, pe- you know, people understand, they, they get it, but I don't want to do that on my days off. You know, yeah. I'll go, I went, um, actually, I went up to a Victory RC a couple weeks ago and just hung out and pitted some people and talked and hung out. It was great. I loved it. I didn't have to drive. Right. I'm like, that was great. I love just showing up to the track, hanging out, having a good time. You could leave when you wanted. Yeah, I could leave when if I wanted. If you wanted to leave, yeah. you could leave. If yeah, you wanted could, to help, you could help. Yeah, I just do whatever I want. If I'm on the track, if I have an RC car, there's always pressure involved. Yeah. You know, I've you gotten to used to it. a different standard. Yeah, I've gotten used to it. I've accepted it. But there's always a pressure involved, whether it's a club race, it's, you know, a regional race, national, yeah. worlds, whatever it is. There's always some type of pressure. So it's it's nice to remember to be able to enjoy the hobby again. And that's, honestly, that's why I really enjoy Masters because we can drink, we can have a good time. It's serious at the end day. You know, I, I want to win more than anything, but I can have a good time. Well, it, Masters is, I, I had an hour long talk with Alan Horn and 
Alan's been a supporter for a long time. And, but the, the thing I was trying to get, and, and he does, he understands, so I don't want to misconstrue this, but what I was, you know, one of the points I was trying to make was this race is made for racers. I'm a racer. <clears throat> I grew up racing cars, motorcycles. I am 100% in my bones, in my blood. I'm a racer. Might not be great at RC. I've had some good times. I've done well in my life with other things. But we built this race for racers. That being said, it's very important to me the integrity of the championships, mm -hmm. the stock master, the master of dirt. Those things to me are very, very homegrown, and I, I always wanted them to be important. But the last thing I want anyone to do is show up and think, like, that they have pressure. Yeah. Because – it was made for you guys. It was made for us, the racer, to enjoy ourselves, to hang out, to have a social life outside of this industry that puts pressure on a select few, but also dictates how people view things, you know? And I feel like we need to have more fun mm -hmm. because 95, 98% of all the people that are in this hobby, it's a hobby. Mm -hmm. And if they're not having fun, why are you working so hard and spending so much money? Yep. And my my outlook has always been, let's have fun. Yeah, it's easy to lose it. It's easy to lose that perspective. And you know, like you said, you're you're spending money, you're taking time off of work. You know, for most people, and it's easy to lose that perspective. We're doing this because we enjoy it. We're doing this because we love it. So that being said, let's have a shot. All right. Robert, you ready? Coming in hot. Oh, oh. little bounce. We had a little bounce right there. I threw a little short. They're a little warmer because they've been out of the fridge since we well, got. You here. said they're in the freezer, but well, I don't know if I believe. Do you? you can you see how big that refrigerator is from where you're sitting? Yeah. Was, well, the freezer is half the size of the bucket <laughs> of fireball shots. It's a, so. it's a mini freezer. It was. It's, you know, it's not bad. Robert, Cheers. for all that you can't see, Robert. <laughs> Is the man behind the plan? Media guy. Cheers. God damn, what are we doing? Oh, yeah. Did I tell oh. you that I'm trying to move away from Fireball? <laughs> it's not going to be the Fireball race next year. We, what is it going to be? Tequila? Patron, Patron Friday. Patron. Patron Friday. <laughs> Patron Friday. I like it. <laughs> We're going to make that happen. You guys start advertising now, though, so people get, get on that program. First. You heard it first here. All right. Wheel and Trigger. Wheel Patron and trigger. Friday. There coming next year at Masters. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got, you guys don't see, we got, we got a whole bucket down here to finish off, so. I'm trying to remember who brought me that, because, so, I haven't bought Fireball in years. Well, I personally haven't bought Fireball in years. Yeah. The company has bought bottles every Fireball <laughs> Friday. Each <laughs> like RC it. buys Fireball every year in October pretty heavily. But yeah. the stores the stores to stock up on this. Yeah, exactly. Know, it, Masters is coming. <laughs> <laughs> so Fridays or, or, or normal normal Fireball is just given to me. Like I have people because of this to show up, and uh, this actually happened last week. They're like. We're just in town. We're just, we brought you a gift. Fireball. It's just a bottle of fireball. It could be a small <laughs> ball. It could be a handle. Yeah. It could be a bucket. Like people bring me fireball. And, and I appreciate every single one of them. I love my, I, I, I mean, I, I hate to say cult, 
but I have like a cult following. People love what we've done in the past and I've developed a lot of great relationships, but Fireball has just for whatever reason just resonated. <sighs> and I'm like, you know, my yeah. my cinnamon I'm just <sighs> so I, we're gonna have to do something. Yeah. I, I gotta figure out what the next happiness part of <laughs> having it, fun is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's better than I it's better than I remember. I remember, you know, a few years ago I'm like I can't do fire. Well, yeah, last year. The like, step up challenge, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Step okay, up. Just so you guys know, I was the winner of the step up challenge last year. I smoked everyone. Yeah. You, well, so you, <laughs> the last people standing was you, Tyler Jones, and Max Kramer. Yep. And, uh, I made it happen with Kevin Abbott's four wheel. Yeah, you had Kevin Ooh, Abbott's four wheel. Max Kramer had a mini B. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him credit. He, he was he was the last. He was, he was the second to last one standing with a mini B. He did a great job. I heard it was his first time drinking seriously. Yeah, so he just hats off, hats off to Max, dude. He made it happen. <laughs> he was he was a good sport. He did good. But let's talk about Max because <laughs> I said to Max earlier today, I was like, bro, I missed you on Friday night. <laughs> he says to me, I couldn't. I couldn't do it again. <laughs> I said, well, how are you doing today? This was, on, this was yesterday, which was Saturday. Yeah. I said, well, how are you doing today? He's like, not worth a shit. I said, well... How'd you do last year after Fireball Friday? He's like, well, not worth a shit. I was like, well, at least enjoy yourself yeah, next yeah, year, yeah. dude. <laughs> like, come back to Fireball now Friday. We, now he knows. Now yeah. he knows. All right, I'll be back for Fireball Friday. Man. Exactly. Yeah. I always tell people, like, if you don't do good on Saturday and you don't drink or hang out with us and party, then it's not the problem. Yeah. The we got we got called Patron Friday, though. <laughs> Patron Friday, guys. Patron. That, that's a new. That's that's what's next year. Patron Friday. Oh God, that is. <laughs> but that becomes very expensive because Patron's not fireball pricing. You yeah, know? Like, that's true. Don't forget, this is a hobby shop business. That's true. <laughs> we don't make money, I, dude. I, I saw your guys. What's that? What's that? The hooligan race, dude. People are throwing out hundreds. Here's to the racer. Here's a hundred. To the racer. Oh, we'll get some. Do you think I shaved that? <laughs> we'll Did get you some think Patron I kept a little bit, dude? Okay. <laughs> We're going to... The first $100 goes to the Patron Friday next year, and oh, then yeah. the rest of it goes... No, dude. That's not how it works. <laughs> it was $1,322 this year. Every year. Every year goes so up. So I've had, I've had some people... that We've had some great ideas. Let me tell you. So one guy's like... Joe B. Joe Bornhorst says, Bro, you need a B-Main. For fire or for uh, the hooligan. What the fuck you mean we need a B main for the hooligan? I got 17, 16 people. Yeah. I, I can't afford a B main. He's like, no. Everybody buys their spot for the B main if they don't make it in. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, turn it. I was like, you're damn right. That'd be cool. That goes to the pot. Yeah. Because I don't keep any money. Like, Dash for cash, hooligan. I don't keep money. Yeah, it's it's not about it's making not 50, money. Fifty fifty. It's it's a hundred percent. Hundred percent. And 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 goes back to the whole thing. Like we have to make money to put on a race. It costs a lot of money to put on a race like that. But the race is for the racers. We give yeah. back. But those races, those specific races, are for the racers. Yeah. And yeah. you. So you put your name in hooligan. Yeah. I, I calf. Calf put his name in Hooligan, and so did yep. Brennan Schimmel and, and, and a lot of pros, people that get either paid or free shit. Yeah. You didn't make it because Hooligan is all about chance. We had 73 entries for Hooligan. Yeah. We take 15. And this was the first year we did 
the at large you had to buy your way in. Yeah, and that we was did. Cool. We got three hundred. Oh, that was cool. That was so cool. We I, I appreciate that. I yeah. appreciate that. And what's cool is I'm like I showed up late. I'm like I slept in a little bit. <laughs> I showed up and I'm like I, I don't remember how it came about. But I was like. You asked me, you said, hey, can I get in on that hook? I was like, yeah. yeah, and I put you in. Yeah, but, it, you know, it was a little, you know, it was a little late. But everyone, I was, I showed up and I was like, did you sign up for Hogan? Did you sign up for Hogan? I'm like, no. Is it closed? I don't know, but we all signed up a while ago. I'm like, oh, man, I got to make it into this. So I'm like, <laughs> so, so true story. I go to Brent. I'm like, hey, I'm like, can I still sign up? He's like, oh, yeah, no problem. He's like, that doesn't mean you're going to make it. Yep. And I'm like, okay, that's perfect. Like that—that's how it should be, you know. It shouldn't be, oh hey, you know, you're a pro, you're a BHRC driver, you know, nope. you're an ultimate driver, you're a nope. Nitrolux driver, you know, you keep going off the checklist. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be for the people. Yep. It's supposed to be random, you know. And and last year, Cavalry, he made it happen. He made it, and it's random. It's you know, random. you know, you never know what's going to happen. So it, it's it's cool. It's a really cool race to watch, and it changes a little bit every year. So keep you on can, your toes. You can count on a couple of things when it comes to any race I put on. Number one. I'm all about fairness. Yeah. So, especially with the oval guys, man, they're the biggest pain in the balls you'll ever <laughs> meet. But when it comes down to it, I don't care who you are. I sponsor a lot of people, and I work with a lot of people. But I have a set of rules, and I don't care who you are. I hire people to take care of those. Don't come to me. Yeah. When it comes to a hooligan, it's random. I, I had three people show up on the driver's stand that thought, because I put them in the hooligan drawing, that they were in the race. And I had to tell him, it broke my heart. There's this little kid, like Bo Zerarian or yeah, something yeah. like that. I was like, hey, Bo, sorry, buddy, but uh, you didn't get drawn. Yeah. And the poor kid about cried, you know. And yeah. I, but that's not the point. The point is, is you get 73 people, I'm picking 15. I don't care who you are. This year, there was this no race. pros. I, I, I'm trying to think of anybody that was in that race that was this year. It was Spencer was trying to get in. Spencer and Joe. Well, I told somebody came spot number 16, but Brennan Schimmel came up to me. He said, if I give you 300 bucks, you let me be number 17. I said, yes, (laughs) Yes. but I mean, I wouldn't keep it. It would have gone towards the pot, but I was like, okay. So Tim Robertson from TR raceway in Pittsburgh, he gave me 300. Oh, he bid. He was the winning bid for $300. That was a, that was a victory in itself. If you think about it, if you think about it, Last year, Cav won a thousand one dollars. This year, he split year, it. He split it. I know. He ran Tayer's car. No, no, no. I was impressed. He no, split no. it. I get it. But it that was a thousand one. Yeah. This year it was thirteen hundred and twenty-two. Yeah. Okay. Well, that three that thirteen hundred the three hundred to get to thirteen twenty-two was because 16. Tim Robertson paid three hundred bucks to get in. Yeah. So we raised the bar, and we gave and so. Sentimentally, I was very stoked. Nathan Grubbs, who's a local kid, won that money. Yeah. And not that I don't care who wins. I don't care who wins Masters. I don't care who wins the the hooligan. I don't care. I'm all about fairness. I'm all about different people. I'm all about competition. So when he won it, it was exciting for me because it was a local kid. It wasn't just it wasn't a pro. Yeah. It wasn't Cab, dude. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't <laughs> Chamel. It wasn't it wasn't La Riviere. It was a local kid who's yeah. okay, you know, he needs more. He he's he's yeah, uh, that'll go a long ways. Yeah, a private eleven's gonna come back to RC. But you know what he said? He said, "I just made enough money to put a TV in my A scale racing trailer." 
<laughs> I swear to God, That's dude. Awesome, like man. exactly. It, it right went, back right back into RC in some some way, shape, or form. Exactly. That's, that's cool to see. And oh. I love that because it wasn't like, oh yeah, I made a bunch of money. I'm gonna go pay a truck payment or put wheels on my car or yeah. whatever. It was like I RC. got enough money to put a exactly, yeah. dude. I got enough money to put a TV in my RC trailer, dude. Yeah, that's and cool. It you know, it, it's not all about winning or 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 making money. And, 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 you know, I told you when we started this podcast, when I had to ask you if you'd be on it, I don't want to talk about RC, but obviously because, because we're all RC, yeah, it's going to lead to it. But what I love about stuff like that is that kid tries and he races with us. He's going to Clemson to college mm-hmm. right now. He comes down for the trophy races and he was here before he went, to, when he was in high school and he went, before he went to college, he raced every Wednesday night. And it's nice to see people that have put in some work, yeah, win something, get something out of it, something out of it, right? You know, and it's not a big trophy. It's it's any in whether you come from money or you don't come from money, he's going to spend it on something that's going to make his RC experience better. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's I cool. mean, we're a small niche industry. Mm-hmm. We are not. I don't know. I don't know what to compare it to, but we're not big. No, that's why I tell people. People always ask about it, and I go like, "We're there's a lo- there's a good amount of people into it, but it's so closed off. It's if you know about it, you know about it. If you don't know about it, you're like, what is that? You know, you run a tracks to slash. That that's how the conversation goes. You know, it, it's it's a very big divide, and you know, I I think there's a lot of people that have tried to kind of figure out and bridge that gap, but you know, at the end of the day, it's like you said, it's a small industry. You know, we got to band together and. And, you know, make it the best that we can. Do you think that we can change the industry by, I don't want to say banding together and trying to, like, strong arm, but do you think that there's room to make this industry better? Like, do you think that with some change and people that are willing to step up and take the next level, Mm -hmm. that we can make it better? Yeah, I think so. How? Like what? What? Where? Where are we lacking right now? Yeah. Well, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was. I'm drinking body armor water. And I was gonna put in a resume for body armor. So that'd be a good start. Same resume so, you sent me. Yeah. Body armor. I'm drinking your water. <laughs> if you can help me out when I put my resume in. Monster coupon book. Thanks for this <laughs> awesome fake Yeti. You know, from your friends at Monster. Yeah. I'll, I, I'll just, I, I don't have enough Yetis. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 in all seriousness, I mean, I think we can, we can make a difference. I don't know the exact answer. You know, everyone has their ideas, and you know, we should do this or we should do that. And I mean, I, I don't know the exact answer. I've been you know, in the in the industry for a long time, and generally, it's pretty stayed pretty much the same as a whole. Um, you know, some some years it gets a little bigger, some years it gets a little smaller. Sometimes it's. 10 scale is, you know, the big thing. Sometimes it's 8 scale. It's, I mean, it bounces all around. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's, you know, there's, there's better that we can do. Um, but what is it? Like, in your mind, like, you're ingrained, dude. Your, your salary, your, your horizon, you're mm-hmm. one of the biggest. Like, not only are you big as far as, like, you're part of big companies, but you're winning. You have your finger on the industry. What is it that we're lacking? In your opinion, what do we need to do? Like, what do I need to do as a shop owner? Yeah. What does 
what does Horizon, I, I, not anybody specifically, but what are we lacking? What are we yeah. lacking to grow the sport? What do we need for people like you to in, influence other people? Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen it a little bit. You know, I've seen people. I feel like the biggest connection we have to a big group of people is motocross or supercross. You know, I've seen, I mean, there's so many people in the industry now that have ridden dirt bikes or, you know, been a part of that. You know, maybe they still ride or maybe they, you know, maybe they got hurt and they don't ride. This is, it seems like it's kind of that, that bridge the gap, you know, you can kind of understand what's, what's going on, understand the car control, the racing aspect, that side of things and, and not really get hurt. It's a little bit of a, of a safer option. Um, really not just with, with dirt bikes, but I, I mean, just cars in general, it's a, it's a cheaper option. It's something easier you can do. So just, I mean, you know, it's the easiest is just getting that exposure, which, you know, we're, we're all trying to do, but. Do you think like companies like Horizon, who's huge, Horizon is by far the biggest hobby company mm-hmm. in the world right now. They have major distribution, tons of brands. Do we need Horizon and people like that to s- focus their marketing much their marketing budget towards a different demographic, mm-hmm. or are they doing the right thing and not spending enough? Are they are they working towards a different goal than what we as racers think yeah. we need to go towards? I mean, I'm a hobby shop owner. Okay, so I see Traxxas, I see Arma, Axial, you know, these brands, right? And what we see is they work really well when people want that specific, like, niche or that Mm -hmm. brand. But are we in front of the right people? And if we're not, where do we need to go with it? You know, not not just a hobby shop, but globally. Like, what are we doing wrong to grow this into something that's more globally widespread and allowing us to grow the industry? Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I are in a specific industry. We're in racing. Yeah. Okay, and I'm a racer. So I could definitely take my business model from BTRC and I could change it. And I could just go basher and say, fuck the racers because those guys don't care about anything but themselves. And a lot of people think that, mm-hmm. okay, let's be honest, right? But I could change my business model, go basher, get the, what's that hobby uh, company that's really big, like the the, the, the chain. I could, I could take that chain model and just say, okay, we want to do toys, games, rockets, models, yeah, bashers. Yeah, just make the money. Yeah, I could just do that make some money and just deal with the local crowd or are we really trying to globally expand our brands and get in front of people that are like-minded? So my, I guess my question is like, in your opinion, where are we lacking in how we promote this industry? The racing side, I'm not talking about the hobby because if, if you're into RC, like if you watch, uh, Anything YouTube, you're going to be like, okay, uh, what's that guy's name in, in, in England? Uh, whatever. Fuck. The guy that fucking shoots like limousine fucking tracks his uh, whatever's over fucking moon. I don't care. The fact is, is like, 
there's YouTube and there's all this. It's going to tell you, okay, this is what RC is. Mm-hmm. But then we're 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 industry wide as far as racing, which is the smallest part of the industry. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. how do we need to grow what we're doing right now? What in in your opinion? You've been doing this. How old were you when you started racing? Five. Okay. Long time. Twenty. Twenty years. years. Yeah. Okay. Twenty years. Dakota Finn's been racing RC cars, somewhat competitively. Definitely the last, <laughs> definitely the last fifteen years. Yeah. Let's just say the last fifteen years, right. very competitively. Okay, so twenty years you've been racing. What is it we are lacking as an industry? And in this, you know, I understand your pins and needles. You're sponsored by Horizon TLR. You got a lot of, you know, I'm I'm not trying to throw this to make you like say something you don't want to say or yeah. whatever. But what is it we need? As a racing industry, where do we need to go to grow it? Yeah. I honestly, I mean, we, we've, I mean, there's, you know, there's been talk and stuff. I think there's so much emphasis on qualifying. You know, we do so much time qualifying, and none of, none of the general public understands what qualifying is. It's easy for us to understand because we've been doing it for a while, or, you know, you, you get the explanation, you watch it, but the public doesn't have the explanation they don't have that you know that reasoning that understanding to to really like have that desire to really figure it out they're like why you know are they how do you know who's in the lead you know how do you how do you follow this and when you're listening to the announcing you wouldn't know you know there's you see you know whoever you know car number three is in the lead like well who's car number three you know and then you hear the name you're like oh okay who's that on the track right there's 10 cars driving around the track. So it's know? hard to understand what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, you Fair. know, you watch, you watch NASCAR, you watch Supercross, you know, you watch MotoGP, whatever it may be. And they go out and they do fast lap for qualifying. And they do that for, you know, a couple sessions, you know, 10 minute sessions. And it's like, whoever has the fastest lap is the top qualifier done. Right. And then the so racing, you, the racing is, is what decides it, you know? And, and so you're have, saying we're, we, one of the things is we're not, we're not, we, it's hard to understand what we're doing. Yeah, that's the n- number yeah, one. Nobody understands that. Oh, you start your clock when this transponder crosses this line that you can't see, and then you drive for five minutes and you do the fastest. N- nobody really understands that. And, and you know, you can kind of explain it like, oh yeah, okay, I get it. But it's it's. I mean, it's a little confusing to understand when you really think about it. And that's you know that's the main part. And then you go, okay, well. I see the names in the list. Okay, you know, you start your clock when you're on, but who is who are all these cars? Right. We're you know we're not everybody at? knows paint schemes. Like Scotty no. Ernst knows Dakota Finn. Yeah. Scotty Ernst knows Dustin Evans. But like when you put that ten people, the fastest of the weekend, on the track, it's hard for people to understand what we're looking at. Yeah. Right. But I guarantee, when you go to the main event, Scotty never looks at the screen. He looks no. at it and go, oh, there's four minutes left. There's but three that's minutes because left. Scotty knows, though. But that, that Scotty's an anomaly. Yeah, we're not talking about the public. Yeah. Are, are we trying to grow the hobby, or are we trying to keep Scotty in the know? Yeah, and that's that's. I mean, that's what I'm asking. It's like, what do we need to do? I mean, me as personally, and the industry as a whole, what can we do to make it better? I mean, yeah. you've been in this twenty years. You're twenty five. You've got national championships. You've got many worlds that you've made finals. 
you're you're one of the top drivers in the world right now. Okay. Um, what with all your experience of 20 years and you're very young. So like, you know, I'm not expecting you to solve world's problems, but you know, enough you, this is your industry. Mm -hmm. You know it. What do we need to do? Not, not you as a driver. You, you have a specific job. Your job title is win fucking races. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Win help. You don't have to do anything else, but work on your shit. We're in races. What do we as a hobby, mm-hmm. what does the industry as a whole, what do we need to do? How do we make more Dakota fins? Not just one, but a grand scheme of 50, 100, 1,000 a year. Like, yeah. what do we need to do? Because th- I think that's the biggest problem right now. I mean, this is a small margin business mm-hmm. with a lot of people trying to get a piece of that small pie. Yeah, there's, there's not, I mean, there's not people retiring and there's not a lot of people coming into it. You know, there's there's a few kids coming up that are trying to, you know, make it. And there's no one retiring. And there's only so many spots. There's more teams than we've ever seen. Yep. But at the end of the day, there's really not that many spots of people that can make this at a living. So, unfortunately, people at a certain point have to make a decision. Yeah. Am I doing and And honestly, it normally happens, like, end of high school before college. You know, right. you're 17, 18 years old and you have to decide – like, shit, am I good enough to do this as a career and I'm going to, you know, make shit money for a few years and figure it out, or am I done? And, right. you, you know, you see so many talented people that could have, should have, would have made it that, you know, didn't have that opportunity to make it because of that. And, I mean, it, you know, it it uh, it sucks. It sucks. And I, I, I just, I think there, there needs to be a little bit more clarity in the qualifying, the racing. It needs to be a little bit simpler so that the public can understand and there needs to be more advertising to the public so that they are able to understand it. You know, some type of, of connection with, you know, something. There needs to be just a, a connection so people can, can watch and understand. And I think there needs to be some type of series. You know, we have these these large events, these nationals, and they all just have, you know, they have their own characteristics. For the most part, they just have a different name to them. What is it? What does it mean to be a national champion? What does it mean to be, a you know a, a desert classic champion? A you know a CRC champion? You know what PMB? You know whatever it may be. What is what is unique about these races that make one important to the other? If we're all at the same race, so is it like know? just entries don't mean anything? No, I mean I I don't think so. I think when it comes to pro level, it really doesn't matter if there's a hundred entries or 800 entries. Cause at this, at the, you know, at the level that we're at, there's, you know, 15 guys that can win. Right. So what's, it doesn't matter. So those same 15 guys that travel the circuit, and we'll just call the circuit 10th and eighth scale, but like those same 15 guys, if they show up at 10 of the 15 races, because that's where the contingency mm-hmm. is, that's where the, you know, the most entries are, whatever you show up, you win seven of them. There's no, because they're, they're so fragmented. We all have like, you got the dirt and you've got race time. And then you've got all these individual great events. You win seven of the 15. You really just won seven races, yeah. big races with some trophies. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you go to roar, which is a whole different fucking subject. And, I'm going to be real careful what I say because 
I do love this industry and I love my, I love my business and I love what I want to do. And I really want to see things grow, but you show up to a roar event and right now as a, as an industry, all the chassis manufacturers, all the motor manufacturers, which I'm part of and all of the businesses, servos, everybody's like you win a roar championship or you won a roar national. It's like the gospel. You just won something, right? And back in, at one point, in my opinion, this is 100% my opinion. At one point, that meant something. That meant a lot. That was like the standard. But right now, what are we winning? Like, I don't want to take away from your Roar Nationals. I'm proud. We're business yeah. partners. <laughs> that yeah. was a big day for me. I yeah. puked my ass off after you. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Like, so you went to Roar Nationals this year, and I got super drunk, and I puked. Me and Billy Fisher drank so much Fireball, and I I puked, and I was proud of you, and I'm proud of our efforts, and we worked hard, and you did good, and you deserved it. This wasn't like a fluke, and it was a Roar race, and and we we hold that to a high regard. Yeah. Okay. Right now. What's it going to take for that Roar National to actually mean what, in my opinion, should mean? So what I mean by that is, in my opinion, at this moment, a Roar National is no more than winning any other race. Mm -hmm. Big race. I mean, when I say big race, Silver State, DNC, PNB, whatever, right? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not taking away from you because I covet it. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I, I agree. It's... It's, it's a different name with a different group of people as far as the tech and all that is concerned. But at the end of the day, it's it's the same racers. We're, we're racing the same people for a different named event. But do you think, like, because you said, you, you, I'm going to go back to what you just said a few minutes ago, something about we need a series or something mm -hmm. like that. Do you think that if that was a three-race series, let's just say, let's just say East, West, Midwest, yeah, somewhere you know, like first year you like East West, Midwest is like championship finale, and then the next year it's like Midwest East and West championship finale, and then it's like Midwest West East championship finale. You like you move them around. Are you trying? Do you think that it would be more coveted, more important if at some point? the national championship was decided based on a series of races versus one weekend. hundred yeah, percent. I mean, I, I, I mean, I've talked about this with a lot of people and you know, this is, like you said, this is hundred percent my opinion mm -hmm. only. And I, full it, disclosure, anybody yeah, that's watching this, if you think opinions. that this is like the opinion of horizon or Losi or anybody <laughs> else, it, it, no, it's bullshit. This is a real man and he yeah. has his own opinion and he's, he's allowed to have it. Yeah. So I, I, I think that it, it needs to be a series. You know, like I said, we, we race all these events and they just have different names. You know, obviously there's there's more importance on the Roar Nationals. Maybe we'll go to the warm-up or we'll do a little bit more testing for this event. But as far as the actual winning is concerned, generally speaking, it's the same people that are going for those wins. You know, it's, it's the same manufacturers that are going for those wins. So, I mean, I, I think it should be a series. I think that, that Roar should work with, you know, you and Joey and, uh, you know, the Race Time Entertainment crew and and kind of just integrate themselves into that and have an overall series for 8-scale, have an overall series for 10-scale. You know, you can have the individual winners 
Um, but that, that's and, not going to benefit them. And, you know, and call it something, but have that, that overall championship that really means, like, you are the best at, you know, tool drive buggy. You are the best at nitro buggy for this whole year. Right. Not and, just this one random but event I agree at a track. With you. I agree with you. So here's where I have a problem with it is Joey is competing for 800 to 1,000 entry mm-hmm. races over here. Dave's competing for 800 to 1,000 entries over here. And Roar has decided that at this point, we don't give a shit. We just need a big 300-plus entry race to decide a champion. So I think where where it's convoluted and where we need to fix is it's not about entry numbers. It's about actually consistency. Yeah. So if you put you and Cav and Mayfield and Rifkin and and whoever, let's just say 15 guys, right? If you put you guys all in a pot, and we know that you guys are going to be the same guys every week, and you guys are the champ. Oh, I don't want to reference RCGP in a sense, but, like, you're the series. And, mm-hmm. and you were to have those three races. You know, most of us want to see you guys race. I mean, we all, we're all fanboys. We're geeks. We geek out on like the good racing. Sometimes it doesn't go that way, but it happens most of the time. Like you guys are so good that it happens. So it's great racing. But the problem is we're not giving a platform for that right now. The platform is Joey's got silver state and a thousand entries showing up in DNC. And then Dave's got a thousand entries at PNB and 900 or 800 at wicked. What do you see happening with those races? Like, it's a wild card all the time. Mm-hmm. You never know what you're getting. There's no rules. There's no tech. There's nothing. What really needs to happen? Who needs to do it? And how do we make a real national champion? Regionals don't matter. They don't even exist anymore. Exactly. I remember when I was younger, they used to. Like, that's how you got to nationals. Got to nationals, right? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people aren't willing to work towards fixing that. I know people that are working towards fixing that. I'm, I'm one of the people that's Mm -hmm. trying to be proactive towards fixing that. How do we, in your opinion, how do we make a roar national championship in America? Our sanctioning body means something. What, what do we need to do? Yeah. I would, this is probably a popular opinion, but I don't think that anyone should just be able to sign up for a national event at the end of the day. Like, if we're having a national event, it should be for the national championship. And those should be the people that are doing are doing that, you know. And there can be this, the steps to get that point. You know, everyone can be a part of it, you know, at, whether it be the regional level or, you know, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, there needs to be some type of, of separation. You don't see with any other sport there be a 1,000 entries competing for the same event. Right. You know, with whether it be, you know, Supercross – motocross baseball MotoGP, f1 like there's a there's a very select few to that get the opportunity and the reason they get the opportunity is because they made those steps and they you know got to that opinion not just they signed up within the first five minutes of the entry list opening up so basically you want people to have to qualify for it not not just pay the money and show up and you want it to be something that there's criteria based on skill level maybe or basically like how you did at a certain event 
Yeah, 100%. Like it, like it used to be. Yeah, there should 100% be some some reason that you're at a Nationals besides just signing up within the first two minutes. I get it's a great experience, and I love that people are able to come and be a part of it at some level, but when it comes to the pro championship, there needs to be you know, some way that you're able to earn that spot and not just, you know, you're with the right team or, you know, you signed up quick enough. There needs to be that that stepping stone that you're able to get to that point. I mean, it's right. it's like that with every other industry that's been successful. You can't go to Worlds unless you qualify for it. Yeah. Right? So regionals, I mean, there used to be a time Roar held regionals, mm-hmm. and if you qualified from regionals, you could go to nationals. Yeah, they were a big deal, too. I, I remember when I was younger, like, that was that was what you planned for. That was right. what you led up to was, you worked was regionals. It. Right. We'll you race regionals. all year to make sure you get to regionals yeah. to win to go to nationals. Yeah. What what goes nationals right now? I mean, we know as an industry, 15 guys are going to be the guys mm-hmm. for the most part. There's always a new one time. Like they're coming up, whatever. Yeah. Let's not let's not downgrade or disregard the fact that there's people that are trying their butts off to get to that point. Yeah, there's okay? always kids. There's always hundred percent. There's always a younger kid. generation. There's always the people. Yep. Yeah, you make that stepping stone, and it's awesome. It's it's really cool to see. You know, we talked about that with Tater, and yep. There's there's a bunch of kids that have been coming up and 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 doing that, and it, it's uh, it's really cool to see. Honestly, I I remember when I'm being at that point, and I always try to remember to have perspective on that. Like I used to be that kid. You know, I used to. Kind of like trying to make it, you know. I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm trying my butt I'm off so trying close. to make it. Yeah, and it's it's so cool to see that. And I, you know, we need to reward that somehow, and you know, have them be a part of it and get that experience racing at that level. And you know, obviously, the more you do it, the easier it gets. You know, the more the more you're making the main, even if you're you know towards the back, the more you do it, the easier it gets. And you kind of like slowly, you're like, oh, you know, I'm tenth. You know, I'm like, oh, now I'm battling for eighth, and then you're sixth, and you know, right. all of a sudden, it's you know, you're up there battling for a top five, and you know, it uh, it slowly comes up on you, and, and and it's great to have that experience, and it's good to do that. I just think that you know, we need to go, we need to go about it a little bit, a little bit differently, just so it it makes a difference. I I always have a little bit, you know, I feel like there's a little bit of asterisk next to nationals or whatever the race may be because it's. You know, you're racing the same people. It's just and you just signed it's up. Just, it's just another race at a different track. And you know, even and though that sucks. I know you would have earned your way into the Phoenix last year, okay, at Adobe, I know you would have made it based on your skill level. I mean, you, like I said, you're part of the top 15 in, in the world. You're tired, definitely part of the top 15 in America. Like you would have made it, but you still need that feeling of accomplishment. Like there still needs to be a stepping stone, mm-hmm. right? So. That's where that's where I'm conflicted. You know, that's where like I see what's going on in this industry right now. I'm like, guys, why are we settling? Why is Roar stepping back and saying, We don't want to do any work, just sign up? And that's where I think the problem is. There's an old guard and they don't care. And there's people like me who have full passion and people like Al Horn and the you know the the Toddy Anderson people that have been in this industry their their families have grown the businesses and they're they they've been 30 25 30 years and they've seen it go from one way to another and then the, but the the change the difference is it's not the shop it's not the racer it's the organization who has gotten lazy it's the organization who said 
we don't want to have to do that to make that happen. Because in the grand scheme of things, all you have to really do is put in a little effort. And what drives me more than just batshit crazy is watching, because I, I grew up in a promoting family. My, my father promoted motorcycle racing, and that's where I learned anything I know right now is from my father. But you had to work to be better than the other people doing the same thing. Mm. Roar has no competition. And I'm not saying by any means someone should start competition or I'm going to start competition. But the fact is, when you get complacent, you don't do anything. And right now, no one's doing anything. So I feel like we need to, as a, as a community, as an organization, as, as a group of businesses, expect better. We need, to, we need to hold them to a higher standard. Because all we're doing is giving people a pass. Yeah, I have no... No business being in the same race as you. <laughs> and I mean that with all respect. Yeah. I'm decent at what I do, but nowhere near. I'm half as good as what someone like you and Cav and Rifkin and Evans and Mayfield and you guys are. I'm not even close. I don't want to be in the same heat as you. I don't want to race you guys. Do I want to f- see where I stack up for 300 people in the country? Of course. Yeah, for sure. I'm, my goal's always been top half. Yeah. But I don't, I should never have to think about racing against Dakota Finn because I'm not, I'm not that good. We don't separate people anymore because of laziness and, and the fact that we just don't want to work. I think we need, I'm kind of going off on a tangent. I just think we need new leadership. I'll go back to the worlds where technical inspection usd <laughs> manager was called poor, out a million thomas god poor guy but the fact that we had somebody that is our race director and somebody that represents the ifmar organization in the world as a stand-in doesn't matter if he was put in that place he had to accept it at some point i won't name names wasn't there probably the I go back ways, not like you. I'm not 20 years back. I've not only been, I've only been to one world, and that was this year. Mm-hmm. But the Good fact enough. that the IFMAR president wasn't there blows me away. And it's embarrassing to think that the IFMAR president is not only the standing IFMAR president, but he's the Roar race director, the person that we look towards at our events to direct our people wasn't there to, to represent us. I don't understand where we're at as an industry. It's all about money. It's money driven. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. When are we going to fix it? Like, what do we got to do to fix this? Because it's, it's not always about money. We have businesses, we have hobby shops, we have racers, we have companies that manufacture stuff. When do we fix it to make it better? Because right now we're band-aiding every step of the way. Yeah. We're just kind of stuck stuck where we're at, you know, and I, I mean, I, like I said, I won't name any names. I, I, I like him personally, but yeah, I think it, uh, it definitely sucked to not, not have that there. And, you know, for Thomas to be in that position, it, it was, uh, it sucked. I mean, he was, he, 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 like you said, USA team manager. I don't down, know how many down, times you heard that. <laughs> it was, it was a lot. It was, it was way too many times. Way too it, many was, times. it was, it was unfortunate. You know, and I, I feel bad. I don't think he knew exactly what he was getting into. And, you know, he was, he was pretty much stuck down there all day, every day. And there was a, 
There was it one took away days. from his job. Yeah, there was because he wasn't there to do that. He was there to 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 for TLR Pro Line, obviously. Yeah, but TLR, and he was there to do a job. Yeah, it sucked. One of the days we, on the the lower main day, you know, we kind of had the day off, just hung out at the house, kind of did what we wanted, and uh, he was, you know, he was stuck at the track, wasn't really able to be uh, be a part of you know the team and kind of you know hanging out, rebuilding the cars, and just kind of doing whatever we wanted to do. So. It definitely sucked. It wasn't uh, probably wasn't really a very fun job for him, and I'm sure he's probably not going to say yes next time <laughs> after, after that experience. So, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think uh, we we need to people. I'm I'm all for people becoming Roar members, and I and I'm all for tracks becoming Roar members. But people need to get involved, and and in a sense, I'm guilty. Because I've been so against it, I've like, oh fuck it, I'm not even gonna pay to be a roar track or whatever. But I'm wrong, you know, and, and I'm easy to admit. I, I'll be the first to admit I'm wrong. The fact is, though, I can pay my money to be a roar track. I can pay my money to be a roar member, but I'm not getting anything in my opinion out of it. What we need to do as a whole is demand more out of our directors. Mm-hmm. If you're in a region, I'm in region three. And, I, and, and as of this year, I became the assistant director of Region 3 for oh. multiple reasons. Congratulations. That's oh, impressive. Thank you. It's not very <laughs> impressive by any means. But the fact is we all have to demand more out of the people to help us grow mm-hmm. and, and, and get in front of more people. Because mm-hmm. Dakota Finn is very popular amongst who we have today. But nobody else outside of our industry knows who Dakota Finn is. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about Dakota Finn. It's about the fact that there's businesses that depend on the money that comes in, and there's championships that depend on the validity of our organizations. Yeah, We can all have races. We can have the circuits. We can do this, that, and the other. In all honesty, the the in, the the um, oh, geez, why am I drawing a blank? But the J Concepts uh, INS. Mm-hmm. It's probably for ten scale the most legit uh, national ten scale series there is because they have four se- four races a year yeah. and the top guys race them and whoever wins I I believe personally that that's a good series champion yeah it's a good general overall like you know they had to you go had to, to compete against a lot of the same yeah. guys regularly yeah for he, four they, times they do different you know they do different. Different area. I mean, they pretty much do east, west, yeah, a little bit of everything, whatever. Right? There's different track conditions, you know. It, and, and I think that's that's what's what's cool. And that's kind of that's legit. Yeah, I, it's I'm a all bit about that. Missing. Yeah, it's almost a na- to me. It's a national championship. Yeah, but it's not really held in the same regard as a roar championship, even knowing that they do four races a year for whatever reason. The industry covets that R O A R title. There's always that, yeah, you always, you count the national championships and you count the world championships, you know, there's no, how, you know, nobody counts, which, you know, you, you know, you're aware of, but no one's like, oh, I've won this, you know, this race this many times, or I've won the INS series this many times, or, you know, whatever, whatever other race it may be besides being Roar Ifmar, it's just not. Right. It, that's not what you add in your checklist. You have, you have the Roar race. Roar Nationals, you have the IFMA World Championships, and you used to have the Reedy Race. Now that's it. That's that's what you put in your resume, right? That's you know, there, there's those nothing, are the big ones. Nothing else matters, but all the other races are exactly the same, right? 
as far as competition goes. You're in the format. The, like, it's yeah. like, it's just never it's all, ending. It's all the, exactly same the same bullshit, right? It's crazy. It's so, it's, it's very, very, very hard to remember. And it's very frustrating sometimes to do that. And be like, okay, this race is called this. So it means this. Right. This race has this name. So it means it's this. It's because every track wanted something. And, and you know, to say that I'm any different would be lying. But in the same token, like, we homegrown. We did what we did without yeah, any influence. Unique. Yeah, it's it's I love. Unique. I love. I mean, I've told a lot of people this. I'm like, after I get done with the worlds, I can enjoy the rest of my year. Right. And that sucks to say, but it's like I get to go come and do masters, which is a blast. You know, we get to hang out. We get to have a good time. Everybody cares about how you end up, and it's you know, at the end of the day, it's really serious. It's a really big race. I want to win the overall more, you know, as much as anybody else does. I'm not going to say more because that's not possible. Everybody wants to win. You know, there's, of course. You know, everybody, everybody wants to win. And have, everybody wants to have that title. But I got to have a good time. I got to enjoy this race. It's a social event. Yeah, it's with a social a big event. title. And, and, and the rest of the races this year are a little bit more relaxed and enjoyable, and it's it's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I, I hate that I have to, I have to even say that, but – it's you know it's it's the truth. I, I facts you know, are facts, it, it's man. hard it's hard to enjoy races sometimes, and sometimes I forget, and I think I can enjoy some other races more. But you know you get so caught up in in the race names and what the the race brings to the table and what it's supposed to represent and what it's supposed to be, and it's easy. It's really easy to get lost in that. So right, yeah, just try to I try to enjoy as much as I can, and, and it's cool to have people you know remind you of that and like hey like have a good time you know do this it was cool to see you having a good time i'm like yeah me too i, I appreciate it i had a great time you know I, lo- I, loved, I loved having a good time i you know i forgot how to do this so right i try to uh to keep that in mind and you know it's a big part of why i try to surround myself with the people that i do is to, to enjoy this because if i'm not enjoying it anymore i've always told myself if i'm not enjoying this then i'm out right the day i have to do this because i have to do this I don't want to do it anymore. So what's next? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't did, know. Did, I got, did you go to, did you do any higher education out of high school? I did a little bit of college. Um, I kind of got shafted on that a little bit. Um, you know, it's, it's a long story, but I worked really, really hard and, you know, middle school and high school and all that. I missed, you know, 40, 50 days a year. I'm traveling going, for RC. Yeah. Traveling for RC. Um, my parents were, super super supportive they were awesome they helped me every way they could you know with with i mean they spent so much money they were so dedicated they spent so much time you know taking time off work staying up late i remember a funny story which i'm sure you probably won't appreciate this but i remember going to bed and my dad used to my mom told me this story my dad used to sit in the bathroom you know in his underwear with a heat lamp on so he could see gluing up tires so i could go and go and race you know, race the next day with a fresh set of tires. That's awesome. And that way I could, you know, get some sleep when I'm, you know, eight, nine years old. And, uh, you know, it's it's stuff like that that's just, you know, crazy to think about and crazy to remember. And, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do next, but I just, I always remind myself, like, you know, all this, all this money, all this time that was spent doing this, like, I have to, I have to remember to enjoy this. Right. When I'm done enjoying this, like, Let's do, you know, let's, let's try to do something else. Let's, you know, I can, I can get a job at some point. And 
But do you think that like this is where you're? Do you think that you'll be in the industry after driving? Like, is this where you want to be? Do you like it enough to like? I don't know. Are you a team manager type? Are you a brand manager type? Are you a manufacturer like representative? Mm-hmm. What, what is this where you want to be, or do you see yourself as a? Uh, Going back, kind of getting some higher education, becoming an engineer or a architect, or like yeah. what? What do you see? Yeah, so I'm sorry, I for, completely forgot about that. So I did go to co- <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot about that. So I did go to college for a year and a half um, for mechanical engineering. Shocker. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say like everybody in this industry is a mechanical engineer. Yeah, so I, I went for a year and a half. Um, you know, they they had said they were willing to work with me with my schedule and stuff. Didn't happen to be the case. So once I got to some of the the classes that involved actual the actual engineering and not just the core classes, um, I was like you know kind of sorry by your luck. So <laughs> I I you know I was fortunate enough that I was able to make the decision like okay well I'm just going to do RC full time and you know and, and be able to make a living about that. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, you know I think that's always going to kind of be something kind of like like that was that was a really, really big decision on my life, you know, getting married and, and making that decision like, okay, I'm going to actually do this for a living. You know, right. it was, it was about that time that I got married. I got married at 19. So I was, I was very young and I just dropped out of college pretty much like at that time that I got married and I'm like, you know, shit, like I got to make this work. I have to, you know, be successful in this industry. So it took me a little while to kind of figure that out and get that balance. But, you know, I, I uh, Six years later, you know, I love this industry. I've been in it pretty much my whole life. I started when I was five. I love this industry. I could, you know, I could totally see myself staying in it and, you know, some point. But, you know, I I could see myself also being like, all right, you know, it's it's time to move on and go somewhere else as well. So I honestly don't really know exactly exactly what's going to happen. You know, I know I have options with the connections I made with Horizon. You know, I've been with them for such a long time that – I'm uh, thankful enough to have some opportunities with them. And I know that I can also, you know, go somewhere else and do something else if I need to do that. So I don't know, honestly, it's, you, I mean, you've been very loyal to horizon. I mean, a lot of people move around. They're always, someone's always looking for the best deal. Yeah. You've been very loyal. You, you've stuck a horizon. I mean, I, I don't know even past 10 years. Okay. So 20 years for of being in this industry, you've been racing Losi the whole time, right? For the most part? I mean, you did a little bit of AE early on. Yeah, so I, I started out um, I started out with a Tamiya Blitzer Beetle. Mm-hmm. Did not have a sponsorship with Tamiya, but I rocked that Blitzer Beetle like no other. You sure? I mean, I had a Falcon. Right. So in 87, yeah, Tamiya t- Falcon, let's go. Tamiya, Tamiya was a thing, man. I still remember I have. Actually, my parents still have this car, which is a crazy thing. They kept absolutely everything. So I, I got my first car. I got my second car. I got my third car. I got everything, which is awesome because I'm gonna really gonna appreciate that. Yeah, someday. For sure. Um, so yeah, so I started out with Tamiya Blitzer Beetle. I went to the T3, did the B3, did all that, and then switched to Loshi with the BK2, the um, MF2, and that was I've been with them ever since. Um, I always get the the numbers a little bit mixed up. I believe I was eight ish. Maybe nine when I got sponsored by Losi, um, at some shape or form. That's a long time ago. Yeah, twenty five, right? Yeah. So I've been with them ever since, and I don't know. My my parents always just tried to instill loyalty. You know, I've I've had my good years. I've had my bad years. You know, Horizon, TLR, whatever's had their good years. They've had their bad years, and 
I think we kind of just have an understanding, you know, it's, we're kind of in this together, you know, we're in this yeah. industry together and we're willing to work with each other and, and, and figure it out. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's like really super crazy to understand, but apparently it's not very common. So in the short I, time I've been in here, I, I, like, I can't remember anybody staying as long yeah. as you have. So uh, it's pretty awesome because uh, loyalty means a lot to someone like myself. I mean, I'm a small guy in this little, yeah. you know, in the industry where there's some bigger, much bigger fish than what we are. So um, the fact that, you know, one of the, one of the proudest moments I had, and this is not uh, this is not like, oh, I'm a fanboy of Dakota fan, but I, I remember two years ago talking with um, Thomas Tran at uh, Silver State. It was my first Silver State, and and Thomas came up to me. He said, just hypothetically, if Dakota wanted to run Ultimate, you know, would you entertain it? It's like, fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yes. You know, it was yeah. like real simple. Like, I'm, I'm just this kid trying to like, oh, I say kid, shit, I'm old. And I'm like, yeah, man, like, just let me know. Let's talk whenever you're ready. And then Thomas and I have been buddies for a while. And, and you and I, we've known each other, but like, maybe not so tight. And uh, so, but you know, when I look back and I, and I do my research and I've done all the stuff that I've been doing over the past 10 years, I, I like, Oh man, Dakota's like, that's a guy that appreciates business. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say, you know, I mean, at 25, you, you may be ahead of your time, but in the same token, like, I don't know how much you know about business, you know, and, and loyalty. And I, we don't know each yeah. other very well. And, and I'm like, I'm just this guy trying to make it. I've got this brand. I'm trying to grow it. And, uh, uh, but I know you're good. And I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, at that time, the only person I had that was, I mean, Tyler Jones was my top guy and he was good. He was doing really good. Like helping me build the brand at the time, yeah. but we didn't have a Dakota and, and, and then co-logged in and whatever. Like we didn't have that. And so when he asked me that, I was like, wow, there's a chance, you know, like I have a chance. I have a chance to get that guy that could change what we're doing. Yeah. And and even if it never worked out, even if you didn't win two Roar Championships, no matter what, it was like I started paying way more attention mm-hmm. and learning who is Dakota, just watching your race and, and seeing what you do. And sometimes I felt you were handicapped, like your equipment. Like I'd look back and be like, dude, you're on Spectrum. In, in 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 your case, like you don't know different because like that's what you run, and a lot of people look at it as a downgrade, but you look at it as like this is what I use as a tool. Yeah. So as a as a person trying to grow my business in the industry that's so small, I'm thinking like, does he have what it takes for me to go to the next level? Can I afford that? Can I afford potential issues outside of my control? Mm-hmm. You know. And, and people got to look at that. And But the changing, the deciding factor for me, which is not a lot of people get the opportunity to witness or be a part of, was how we interacted at Masters. Mm-hmm. Masters changed my view on you because of the way that you interacted with me and the people. And people don't understand, like, the difference of a person willing to be themselves versus a person that's a company man. You're both. Yeah. Thankfully at the moment, you know, you got Thomas Tran as your team manager. He lets you be both. 
Yeah, definitely. And not a lot of guys do. And, and I respect all of them. They all have their own ways of doing business. But we gravitate to what I feel is I don't know. I, I guess the word I'm, I don't know what I'm looking for, but we gravitate to people that are all like-minded in a sense like uh, we, we, we see the same things, right? So the fact that you hang out and, and, and we can have a beer together, we don't have to get drunk or party, but we can just chill and talk about nothing but ours, not even RC. It's, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. And, but when Thomas came to me two years ago and then the, it became reality a year later and then within that year, we did big things. And then, you know, growing a relationship. I feel like we need more of that. And, it, and, and this isn't like trying to boost ego or Dakota Van. This is industry needs more. Yeah. It's just an understanding. I mean, it's just an understanding. I feel like it was pretty simple. It was like, hey, this is what I'm looking for. Hey, this is what you're looking for. It's like, okay. There's a match. Yeah, let's okay. Well, like, let's how will we do this then? Like, okay, well, that's just meeting in the middle. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I think for us it was pretty simple and pretty straightforward. Honestly, it, it really wasn't anything crazy, you know. But it people, just, it just worked out. I've you dealt know? with some some contracts over the years, and and people expect a lot more than. I mean, you're a big deal to me. I mean, let's be honest, you're top five in the world in my opinion and most people's opinion and, and results. I mean, you're, you're good. Like you're in your prime. You're doing fucking fantastic. I'm a small company. A lot of people could pay way more money and, and, and money's not even really what we're talking about here. But the fact is, is, you know, when there was an opportunity for you to go to a lot of places and do a lot of things, you, there was a connection. So I, I'm trying to like, not, relate this towards our relationship but more towards what the industry needs in a sense of people need to stop searching for the best deal people need to search for what fits and i'm not saying that i'm not the best deal for you or we fit the best but i feel like we've had a good working relationship and even outside we have a good relationship people people are always looking for the best deal which goes Opens up a can of worms, but going back to the 50 percenters and the people. God, I did not want to fucking talk about RC like this. This was not. You just get stuck on it. It's, I know, because this, know, this is what just what we we're do. in. And, it, and it's driving me nuts. And I, I keep on finding myself talking to you about it. And it's like exactly against what this was all about. We'll, we'll edit the last hour out. <laughs> we'll, we'll go back to boats. <laughs> oh, you know, do you like guns? I do. Perfect. I love guns. What's your favorite gun? I just got a, I just got a CZ. Did you? Which one? I absolutely love it. It's a, a CZ P10C. It's, it's a, a pistol. Gun. Absolutely love it. I didn't honestly. I had no idea what to expect. Um, I've been a Sig guy for a little bit. At least it's those are nice though. Pistol concerned, and I picked up the CZ, and I'm like, oh man, it's just. It fits me, man. It's like it's perfect. Is it so? That's a uh, full size gun, the CZ10, right? Or they? Uh, that's a full size pistol. Yeah, it's it's fifteen plus one, so it's yeah, it's you know medium to full size. Man, 
I've been really getting into pistols lately. So I, 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 uh, I love the Canics. I've been really okay. liking the Canics yep. and uh, Sigs. You can't go wrong with. Um, I, so where you live in Indiana, do you have a conceal and carry or anything like that? Or yeah, so it's actually it was kind of an interesting experience. So lived in Michigan. I went and got my. I'm just going to call it a CPL. It's called something different in Michigan. CCL, I think, in Michigan. CPL in Indiana. Um, I went and did that in Michigan. Went and did the class. You know, blah blah. blah. Went to Indiana, went and got my fingerprints, super easy, made it happen, got that there, um, you know, it's hard with traveling, but you know, you, you, you know, you do what you can to be safe as possible, it's a, it's a crazy world we live in, and, uh, you know, I've always enjoyed shooting, I'm, I'm like a, I have a problem, I'm like all or nothing, yeah. you know, Chloe will tell you this, I'm that's like, not your problem, that's I'm like, our problem, <laughs> yeah. I'm like 100% or nothing, you know, yep. so, so we, I got my CPL at Michigan, I'm like 100% into it, you know, we got, we got a gun membership. We were shooting, you know, a thousand rounds a month, you know, at this, you know, at this club. We just show up, have our car. Boom, here's my car, yeah. baby. You know, Give go, some ammo. Yeah, go shooting. <laughs> you know, we had these virtual targets we're shooting at and, you know, doing all these, like, it's like modern warfare virtually. You're actually <laughs> shooting a real gun. It's like, dude, this is dialed. And then COVID hit and it's like bullets are at least $5 a bullet. And I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> this sucks. So then, you know, I kind of got out of it for a little bit and then we moved to Indiana and, I don't a little know bit happened. more gun toting in Indiana. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but it's like now I can shoot in my backyard and do whatever I want. So now I'm like, oh, you yeah, got I'm, some land though. Yeah, I got a little bit of land, so I'm like, I literally can do whatever I want now. It's awesome. You know, yeah. I could. I mean, I honestly, I literally could do. I could shoot dynamite off in my backyard, and <laughs> nobody would care. Would be like, oh, that's cool, man. That's you awesome. know, so I can do whatever I want. So I'm like, oh, you know, I'm I'm back into guns now, full force, hundred percent. You know, because like. It's gonna last a couple months, and you're gonna be over it and into something else. And I'm like, yeah, but, but this know. is this is just proving my point. You're just a real dude. Yeah, I do. We're, <laughs> we're dudes, you know. We're dudes that just are fortunate to be in an industry everyone wants to be in yeah. because they think, oh, it's, it's the greatest. But uh, guns are awesome, and people should have the right to carry guns. This is America. We have a Second Amendment, yep. so you 100%. know, it's not a, a popular opinion with certain uh, groups. But uh, I, I actually have my FFL. So mm-hmm. I, I sell firearms. A lot okay. of people don't know that. I actually didn't know that. That's interesting. Yep. Yeah. I, have fi- I sell firearms. I ship nice. firearms all over the country. I, I sell ammo and everything else. It's a whole other division of cool. uh, what I do. Um, I got that last year. It was like it, it's part of moving forward, you know, just having, you know, options in, in yeah. life. You're going to be a seller of life options. <laughs> I'm a life a option. You're going to be selling oils and candles. Bro, it won't be long. I'll be selling boats. <laughs> and, no. A little bit of everything. Yeah, no. Candles, no. There's no money <laughs> in candles, bro, except for like Yankee candles. The dude's right. a billionaire. But, uh, no, like I, I, I feel like, you know, we have options as Americans. And uh, I'm very patriotic. I'm, I'm a very fuck you to if you don't like America kind of guy, yeah. you know. So I'm an FJB guy. Yeah, people know I wear hats. I'm very, very politically uh, pronounced on how I feel about what side I, I lean. And it's uh, always towards what's better for us. But guns is very important to me because so when we were at, when we were in Spain, I had a long talk with. Uh, Mark and Roger, mm-hmm. as I was sitting there, I'd eaten sushi one day with them. It was like the day or two before you showed up for to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, we started talking about crime. And uh, 
Mark told me, he's like, oh, yeah, we don't have a lot of crime. And I was like, oh, man, I, I carry a pistol every day. He's like, yeah. What? <laughs> and, it, you know, and Mark and I and, and Roger, that whole company, were very tight. And they, they treat me very good. And I, and I, I love them to death. And, but I, I kind of got nervous because, like, I'm very pro Second Amendment. And I'm, like, yeah. always carry a pistol, you know. Like, and they're, like, you know, very different. Very Europeanly different. And uh, it kind of got to the point where I was like, oh, I got to be careful what I say. But then again, like, that's against what I believe. But when it comes down to, like, what we believe in, you shouldn't have any reservations, you know. And nobody should think differently of you. Yeah, there should be some type, there should be a certain type of of respect for, to a certain level, I guess, at least, that you can have your opinion. I can have my opinion. And still be friends. Yeah, it is. It is what it it's is. It's not like you said, I like guns and I beat women. You never said that. Yeah. Just because you like guns don't mean that you're a violent person. Yeah. And, and so I, I think there's a, a, a misconstrued version of liking guns. In this, especially right now with what's going on because they're like trying to like take them away, you know. So I feel like let's just all get along. Don't worry about what I like. Do you like me? Yeah. It does, do you yeah, believe in what it. I do? Or like, that's have it. I ever treated you poorly? You know, did I come up to you and be like, Dakota Finn's a dick. <laughs> D- Dakota Finn sucks. You know, it, it, it's not about that. It's about, are you a good person? Am I a good person? Cool. We get along. You know what I mean? You might not believe in my religion or whatever. Guns are amazing. And if people don't understand it, it's because they've never held one. They've never used one. They're a life tool. Let's face it. Yeah, you can do a lot of you can do a lot of things with them. If you didn't have a gun, most of the time, most people aren't eating. You know, yeah, we got slaughterhouses and chickens that go through like conveyor belts and shit like that. But like, if if we didn't have that, what are we doing? We're shooting deer. Yeah, you know? that's what my wife does. She goes out hunting with Sontag for hours. and Someone's got to. You're gone all the time. I know. I go to the track with Tater. I, we you come we, back and there's actually, a deer in the we, freezer. Yeah, <laughs> we, actually, we, recently, we recently just did this. I uh, I met, well, we kind of met halfway. Not really Mike. You know, Mike's kind of scammed out. He drove like 40 minutes. I drove like almost two hours. But <laughs> we met in the middle. Sounds like a Sontag yeah, deal. We met in the middle, and uh, I traded Chloe for... For Tater. <laughs> I feel like I got a little bit of short end of the stick on that one, but, you know, whatever. It's Tater, so that's all good. And, you know, they went hunting for a few days and shot nothing, and me and Tater went and did some driving. It was great. She got the better into that deal. Yeah. I'm sorry. She didn't get to shoot anything, but she, you know, sat in a blind, freezing cold. She had a heater. She did bring a heater, so she had a, oh, a heater, but that was, that was about all that happened. It was. It's funny because... I was like, they asked me when I want to do this. And I'm like, well, let's do it on Wednesday and Thursday because it's supposed to rain. <laughs> right. So I didn't even think about like hunting. I'm just like, well, it's going to be a crappy day. So I'd rather be inside the track. Right. And she's like, oh, this sucks. It's raining all day. Oh. And I'm like, don't you remember our conversation? Didn't you look at the weather? Don't you remember our conversation? I'm like, this is why I wanted to do it this day. I'm like, I didn't even, I didn't even think about hunting. You're I'm like, about oh, driving. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I want to be. I don't want to be inside when it's a nice day. I, you know, we're in, we're in the Midwest. We gotta make it happen when That's it counts. <laughs> so that w- that was funny. And now it's like I'm looking at the weather. And I'm like, oh shit, it's 70 today. 
was 70 yesterday. I come on, I got Monday. So I'm gonna make Monday count, baby. I'm not even taking. I'm not even taking a day off, dude. I'm just going. I'm going full force, dude. I get home. I'm going straight out. I'm enjoying the day. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna probably gonna take my bike out, do some riding, enjoy that. I don't know what else I'm gonna do besides that. Maybe I'll just. She's out freezing. Yeah, I'll just lay out. Rain. I'm just gonna lay out in the grass and enjoy the sun while I can because it's gonna be gone. Or you Tuesday. drink your body armor water. Yeah. Hey, body. Just just so we <laughs> body armor. I'm gonna be sending my resume. So body armor. This podcast will be big in five years. So. Just watch it in five years from now. <laughs> Look, man, uh, it is. Uh, it's been a long day, and and, and we're twelve fifty p.m. a.m. American time, yep. and I've got Misha Vidmar probably turning a million laps over at the shop while he waits for us. So, and dude, I've got to piss so bad. Like, I would talk for another three hours, but I'm about to piss on myself. I ain't gonna lie. All right, I'll do one more fireball. No, no. You gotta do one more fireball. A- off the, off the shit, off. You gotta do one more fireball. Are you gonna we'll wait till I pee and I come back? <laughs> that's fine. <sighs> He's got it. Give him one. I'll be right back. <laughs> Literally can't wait. I can't. Oh, that's awesome. He's out of here, guys. Ready? Yeah. All right. Back. A little better that time. Yeah, yeah. These are very uncold at this point. They're supposed to be in the freezer, but. Freezer sucks apparently because these are warmer than room temperature. We'll get this one ready. Boop. Can't believe he couldn't wait. Another couple minutes, guys. Couple minutes. We could have been done. Brent couldn't make it. Six minutes till 1 p.m. and he's out. He's done. It's past his bedtime. <laughs> That's fine. I've been staring at the surfboard all night long. All it's right. it's a it's a shark with some I don't know what it's like a messed up shark with some it's a messed up shark with some waves. It's got a bikini on its tail. I'm not sure exactly what it is. It's pretty cool, though. There you go. Brent's back. He feels a little better now. I'm pretty sure that when Joe Rogan does, like, a three-hour podcast, like, he has a bottle under the table that he pisses <laughs> got, in. because yeah, a catheter or something. There's, there. there is no possible <laughs> way that they can do three hours without pissing, especially yeah. if they're drinking whiskey or smoking blunts or whatever they do. But, Robert, you got one? Oh, my. I, I am kind of feeling sick. You did this to yourself. It's a God. fireball. It's a fireball race. <sighs> Open. I'll bring it in, don't worry. Another one. No. I think this is the end of Fireball. It gets better. I used to hate it. Now I kind of like it. It's not bad. <sighs> Why are you doing this to me? It's good. Maybe next year we'll do Fireball instead of the, we got the Patron Friday. <laughs> we'll just we'll just do another, we'll just do another Fireball Friday. I was Fireball hoping you were going to forget that awesome name. <laughs> Patron Friday. Patron Friday. I was telling everyone about this, I don't know, what this surfboard thing over here with the messed up shark and <laughs> bikini it's got on its tail. 
So can we t- can you talk about that for a minute? What is this? Okay, so um, three years ago, backstory on on how I got that. Three years ago was um, this benefit event at this local bar and restaurant called um, the Boathouse, <clears throat> which is actually right on the waterway where we spend a lot of our time in the summertime. And they had a benefit for uh, a man named Andre Pope who was pretty close to me because he, he, he ended up with esophageal con- cancer. Mm-hmm. And he was, I met him as a professor when I was going to tech for graphic design and computer science. And we were about the same age because I went real late. I, I went to school because the Car- the South Carolina lottery would pay for residents to go to school. And I was already self-taught in graphic design. Okay. And I lived at, I was working from home and I just told my wife, I was like, you know, I want to, I'd really like to go just fuck, get, get an associate's degree, whatever. So my second year, halfway through my first year, I, I got into one of Pope's classes. Well, we were literally, I would say within a year of our age together. Mm. And, um, I loved him as a professor and actually we would go to lunch together and then finally we were hanging out as a family and you know, like his kids and then my family and, and we spent some time together. We weren't like best friends or anything. So long story short, um, he come down with esophageal cancer and, uh, they, one of my really precious friends and who is a very close friend of mine, Andy Kemp, who owns a produce company locally, who grew up with Andre is like this small circle of people. We had this big event for him called the smoke out at the boathouse, which we, I helped him with. And, um, we had silent auctions and there was a bunch of things like two day, three night, um, stay at this resort and this, that, and the other. And there might've been a, painting or there might have been this that well that surfboard which is it's pretty cool it's actually kind of like that stuff up top like the 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 ceiling tiles like Uh the hanging ceiling tiles is kind of what that stuff is i don't even know what it is and that that it was painted by a guy named heath Heat something and he's a local tattoo artist and, and that's just a painting who yeah. was tight with Andre and uh I bid on it and uh I won. And that that painting just kind of represents uh that, that piece of life uh, in a friend cool. that I, yeah. we lost. But um I won it. It cost a lot of money and I was proud to pay it. Helped his family and, and went towards whatever. But um it's just a nice little conversation piece something that i thought about as like i'm building because you know as if you're watching this this is like the first literally i'm not even ready i was i (laughs) i didn't want to like give up the opportunity of having people in because we had rcgp last week and then we got masters this week and i knew i had europeans last week which i couldn't capitalize on and i had like you and cav and spencer and dustin and Misha and Joe Bornhorse, whatever. Like I had all these great racers in town that I want to talk to. I want to, I want to learn more about, I want to talk about life, but I got this fucking white wall, dude, and a TV with nothing on it. And a little bit of reflection on it. That's okay. We worked, we did our best. We we worked on it. I mean, I walked in, I was like, let me, I mean, (laughs) we didn't have the video rolling, but I'm like, 
turning sh- knobs and shit. It's like, oh, let's get some mood lighting. And I'm so fucking unprepared. But like, that's supposed to have my logo. Or if we wanted to send to Robert, like, hey, play this video for us. And you know, you know, I need, I need something up there. I need color. I got in my office, which yeah. I haven't shown you yet. So I got bodies and stuff, which you could always send me a body if you want. You could always ask. Why should I ask? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So anyway, it's like I've got this blank canvas. So starting now, day one, you're pilot. You're the number one guy, first guy. You know, like I'm going to add color. I want to add texture. So this is just the beginning. You're not going to be the the last or the first person and not only come back on again because this is just the first time. You know, I would love to have you back on if you want to come back. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna perfect it. You yeah. know, this is this is just the beginning. I'm I'm un, I'm unprepared because I'm busy, not because lack of desire. You do a little bit of everything. You got the indoor track. You got the outdoor track now, which sounds like it was a lot of fun. Yeah. last week. You want it? I did hear about this. I'll give it to you <laughs> for whatever it costs me. <laughs> you just got to move here. Like, look at that! Look at that, guys. This is a this is a little bit of a, a broadcast here. If anybody's interested. Just FYI, it's for sale. <laughs> just what, what, just you kidding. know, a couple weeks in, and it's not like, till after, yeah. not till after fall brawl. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> one more. We have one more race. Well, there was a there was a good story about RCGP man. Lots of lots of work. It sounds like on your part. And welcome to outdoor racing. You got broken real quick. It's like we take the welcome. Mic. Poof, poof, poof. Earth the Brent. Don't be a dumbass. That's what it, <laughs> that's what it said to me. Like I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. You know, like the, the only reason I took it is because if I didn't, who would have got it? Yeah. And then that it worried me. Yeah. Let's be. It's f- a cool place. I've always, I've honestly, I've always wanted to go. I was hoping I was be a, was going to be able to make it out last week. Whatever <laughs> happened, happened. You know, that's another. St- that's a story for a different day. But I'm not going to thank the people that made it un un un, it, uh, un make it not happen for yeah. you. Yeah. But I will say, if things move forward, and I have a say in it, I'll be there. Dakota Finn and Cole Ogden will be my team, and we will win. Not only will we win races, we will win the championship. But I need to see things happen. All of us need to see things happen. RCGP is a great concept, just needs a little bit of work. And uh, after being part of an event, not just as a team owner, but like fully team owner track, there's more than just work that needs. I mean, it's it's going to take some time. Yeah, it work. It's, it's a, a great work. concept. It's a, it's a great concept, and I hope that they continue. However, they really need to take a step back and look at what's important, mm-hmm. not just their thoughts and ideals. Thoughts and ideals are great in concept and can be accomplished, but not overnight. Yeah. So. This is my fault. We went back down the rabbit hole, RC. Fuck, why'd you do that That's to me? That's my bad. I, I did it again. It's so hard, guys. You don't understand. This is what we do day in, day I out. I just want to talk about, like, He's, what you do at yeah, home and stuff. You know, do you, do you eat sandwiches? I do eat sandwiches. What, what do you like? Turkey, ham? I do a little bit of I got to mix it up. I do, I'll do a turkey and a ham. You can't do just one. Do you go to the gym? Turkey and ham. I have a gym in the basement. Do you I, use it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use it. But guess what, guys? I plan on it. You plan on it? I plan on it. Let's talk more. I'm going to go. I'm gonna, Maybe I can motivate you. I'll go. I'll do it on Monday. 
No, you won't. Yes, I will. No, you won't. I'll do it on Monday. How about Tuesday? I'll send you a video. Because that's when I'll do. All right. I'll send I'm you not video. going back to the gym till Tuesday. All right. All right. I'll send you a video. I'll Don't do it on Tuesday. You can get my hopes up. I'll do it on Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday. All right, guys. Go we're going to go to the gym on Tuesday. We're going to make it happen. This has been awesome. I, you know, like I said before, I... Uh, but. I, I just enjoy being around you. I enjoy our time together. I enjoy being around you at the races. I appreciate the hard work you put in. You know, you're you're a professional and uh, you're a real person. And we need more of that. And I just thank you for not only, you know, helping me as a company and, and being a, and a friend and someone that I can talk to, but uh, having the confidence to come on here and just shoot the shit with yeah. some bullshit. I mean, we've been drinking, we had a good time. It's been a long weekend. It's another one of those mundane, you know, work weekends for you. It's been hard for me. We, we know I, I I've done 43,000 steps in like three days. You know, like yeah. my watch says, slow the fuck down, Brent. <laughs> it's like what it says. It has like this, yeah. I don't even know how it knows my name. It says, slow the fuck down. It's, uh, I just thank you for everything you're doing. Um, keep being you, man. Yeah. Don't, don't change. It's been a blast. You know, I, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I think people probably know me as a more of like a very professional person, but I really enjoy having the opportunity to be a little bit more myself and have a good time and enjoy it. And, you know, it's, I, I appreciate this. I enjoy doing this. I enjoy coming on the podcast and having a good time and, you know, being able to do whatever and talk about RC, talk about not RC things. Next just, time, less RC. Enjoy it. Yeah, let, we'll, we'll work on that. You know, it's a work in progress. Like you said, it's the first one. We'll, we'll get better. I'll come back on and we'll talk less about RC. We'll I know talk. I'm going to see you at least in a year, but like, I'm going to get you back before that. So right. the the whole pre the, the, what we're trying to do here is like I this isn't a money making podcast. This isn't like hey, I need advertisers. This is if anyone wants to help get people here, you can pay. Pay to fly somebody here. Yeah. Let's uh, cuz my podcast Wheel and Trigger is in person only. We're not doing these Zoom calls and Skype and stuff. This yeah. is in, if you're not in sitting here, in front in of me. Yeah, if you're not sitting in front right of here. me, I'll wait until next month, next year, whatever. Yeah. So, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you're here. Uh, I, I I think I missed some opportunities because of uh, lack of preparation, but um, we're we're building a we're building a foundation, and I couldn't have been happier than to have you as part of like the beginning being the beginning and uh thank you for everything you've done thank you for being dakota fan not just a, a a robot a racer somebody that's just like company man thank you for enjoying what you do because a lot of people don't understand you guys work hard and you are you sacrifice a lot and as a comp as someone like me who has a family right now i appreciate that because it's hard and, and, and when you do decide to go that next step in the decisions that you have to make, nobody should ever think differently of you because we all are humans, right? I mean, we work hard. We need to make a living. We have talent. Your talent is driving RC cars better than anybody I've seen. My talent is unknown. <laughs> 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 but uh, the fact of the matter is like we connect 
yeah. and um, we're like-minded. And uh, like I said, I really appreciate you, and uh, I appreciate the camaraderie, the friendship, and I look forward to doing this again because it's it's not over. Yeah, it's not over That's at great. all. So. Yeah, it was, it was my honor to be the first one on here. It's it's a short flight, hour and a half, baby. Yeah. I'll be back. You got a bunch of miles, so I'm not going to pay back. for your flight back. No, that's fine. That's fine. I got, I, did, I got a lot of miles, man. I rack them up. So awesome. I'll be back. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem, man. I'll... It's time to go home. Maybe we'll do another so, shot off the camera. All right. All right. <laughs> we out. I appreciate everybody for listening, and uh, we'll be back. Wheel and trigger. I think I've got somebody coming up soon for a new one, but. Uh, HRC.com. Here we go.